everyone and welcome to episode 199 of Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, it's completely in our fashion that a global pandemic might uproot the 200th episode. So <laughs> that's not uproot, upstage. Yes. That's what I meant to say. Yes, uh, 200 episodes uh, in quarantine uh, next week. Uh, Carter's also here. Yeah, imagine just binging all of them while you're in quarantine. That's terrifying. Hey, it's a perfect time don't, to do it, folks. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Don't, hey, uh, don't binge them. Every so often, I'll, I'll I'll get a message from someone either on Twitter or on a stream that says, "Oh, they've just discovered the podcast and they're reading from the start of Rebirth and they're listening to the podcast." Like, is you know, in between each batch of issues, and I'm like, oh, that's an undertaking. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I admire their uh, tenacity because, uh, as I know from catching up with Justice League Odyssey, I can't just read one. Mm. You know, <laughs> if I have them all in front of me, I'm gonna read them. So. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, DC Comics podcast coming up on this week's show. We will be talking about Robin, the 80th anniversary of Super Spectacular issue one. We got Year of the Villain, Hell Arisen issue four, Batman ninety one, Justice League forty three, Aquaman fifty eight, Jimmy Olsen number nine, Deceased, the Unkillables issue two, Plunge issue two, and the Lolo Woods issue four. Plus, Connor's got a Patreon book that he's going to do this week, uh, Undiscovered Country issue whatever number it is. I never asked. So five. <laughs> It's five. There you go. Uh, issue five. So that's what's coming up on the week's show in terms of books. Uh, obviously, we had a lot of bad news to talk about and, and whatever. Um, as for the current ongoings due to the, the world, the crisis, the crisis on actual Earth, as I put it in the title of the last week's episode, uh, you know, so not, not much changed for, for the show as of yet. Obviously, if there's any chance in the, the coming weeks or months that diamond might just not ship books then we'll get really wacky uh on this show instead of doing the usual mm-hmm. stuff but at least for now it's business as normal uh obviously a lot of your shops might be closed they might be doing mail orders or curbside pickup uh just make sure you contact them obviously digital is a solid option right now unless you're in europe and the prices just skyrocketed in which case you're just kind of yeah Mad. <laughs> i will say on on the comic shops there's a lot of creators kind of you know signal boosting specific shops that are you know asking for it and you know just the ones that are doing mail order or pickups where they're allowed whatever the situation is if you can support them great go do it because uh, mm-hmm. th- th- you know they need the help and likewise if you are cutting back because you understandably maybe just lost your job or you're not getting paid right now uh also let them know you're having to cancel i'm sure they'll understand but they'll, they'll let them pull tons of books for you and then say you can't pay for them and like yeah. you know a month or whatever so yeah, communication is key in these trying times like uh, that's i'm not saying that's a joke but if everyone communicates a little bit better uh, yeah yeah well, i, I know make I things easier do, do you else pick up any extra stuff this week from their shop if they could yeah i didn't yeah. pick up anything extra i added more stuff to my pill list though <laughs> okay yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my my shop is forced to close because there's idiots in vegas and they want to flaunt the rules so um uh, on my way to pick up boxes before they close for who knows how long right now. I picked up the third trade of Gotham Central. So oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, so I grabbed pick. a couple of things. I said to them, like, hey, you know, if you're still open next week when I come in, you know, for, for my books mm-hmm. next week, I'll have been paid and I can, you know, grab some extra stuff. Um, yep. But they are literally on a day-by-day basis as to whether or <laughs> not they will be open. Um, 
Connor, this would probably please you with it. Uh, know that all the all the alcohol stores here yeah. are have been deemed have been deemed essential. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You won't so. be able to get through this chaos sober. Yeah. No. Well, I I will. Well, we'll sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Already sober people will, but the the rest yeah. of us need a goddamn drink in these trying times. Yeah. Everything's. I've been tweeting my my reasonably well stocked thing and. This may or may not be a rum and coke, and it's nearly done. No, everything's day by day right now. Not, I mean, I'm not transitioning to the wrestling talk, but just this week on on Dynamite, mm -hmm. they didn't say next week. They kept saying next Dynamite because they actually don't know if they've got one next week because the rules could change again. And yep. you know, in seven days, yep. everything is everything is day by day right is, now. Is it weird that I miss going to work? Yeah, I miss I miss that routine. I'm st I'm still going in uh, reduced yeah. hours, but. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still there. Yeah, world's a weird place. 2020. Do you know what? I, I don't know if we knew this when we started 2020, but this is going to be a you year. Have it back. We're all going to be talking about this for for a long time. Yeah, we'll be talking schools. I, I, I was saying um, to someone earlier, in in the same way that you know, remembering 9/11 is the the marker for oh. the you know the previous generation as to whether whether or not you can before or after right. is like the defining cutoff point. Mm. I think this will be the the cutoff point for the one yeah you know, that comes next. Yeah, yeah, the people who remember life before the <laughs> oh, sh shit. I need <laughs> beep. <laughs> Note to self: bleep out uh, thing around the five minute mark. Uh, if All we right. had bets on who was going to do that, it, it definitely would be right. Like <laughs> I was on, it was on me. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been there all <laughs> week. I'm like, say, say I lead, damn it, say I lead. <laughs> Not on the rule keeper, not at all. No. Uh, oh, that's a bloop uh, for the patrons. Yes. yes, it is. Yes, yes. Bleep it five minutes. I need to note that down. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, we got comics to talk about and get some get some news. Uh, I mean, the news isn't that exciting. Obviously, there's a lot of news. The shops closing and so on and so on. Uh, we can say that there's books definitely shipping next week because they always know kind of in advance. They always kind of know by Thursday if next week's books are coming out because that's when they're the process of shipping them out from like you know. FedEx or wherever starts to you know roll out, so we know there's definitely books coming next week. So we'll keep you updated week to week if we if we hear that there's cancellations or delays and things like that. Uh, but speaking of delays, although I don't know if these are anything to do with the current pandemic, <laughs> these may just be. I, I don't think so. These may just be regular old fashioned delays. Harley Quinn: The Birds of Prey issue two has been pushed back four weeks. Just okay. Yeah. Again. Not to be mistaken. Not to be mistaken, though, with the uh, the Birds of Prey one shot from Azarel. This is the other book. Yeah, the other <laughs> one. This is the the Palomino and Connor one. That the first issue yeah. just came out, I think. A yes. Ago. Yeah, that sounds yeah, about right. Yeah. Uh, so... This is a bi-monthly book, so it's not like, like it, it's not slipping it a full issue's worth. Well, now it's a tri-monthly book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because exactly. it's maybe April eighth. Now it's coming out on May sixth. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, issue three still planned for June twenty fourth, but I mean. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll see how that shapes out. Uh, and then next up in delays, Legion of Superheroes issue six and seven have both uh, been pushed back. Cascading effect. Yeah, uh, pretty, pretty much. Uh, so issue six is now estimated for April 29th. Uh, it was originally April 1st and then get postponed to 15th and now 29th. So yeah, it's because five get pushed back, now six and seven. Five's next week, I think, right? So, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, even the 15th was pretty ambitious. Yeah, and then seven is due on May twentieth, so that's a 
two week delay from its original day so uh i mean it's just a knock-on effect one got pushed up the others that came yeah. after just had to get bumped back eventually they just for some reason they insist on not doing this when they, they push back the first one they, they like to pretend they're still going to hit those I dates mean, if if there was different artists on the book or you were going to mm-hmm. do fill-ins i'd get it but it's it's suck on all of these issues as far as i'm aware um mm. and that's still the plan so just just as soon as you delay one of them and you're not going to do a fill-in just go right okay we'll just knock all the others back by a month we won't solicit the next one yeah, that would be the smart thing to do. And then, this is actually getting more ridiculous than Doomsday Clock now at this point. Doom Patrol, Weight of the Worlds finale, the issue that is wrapping up the series, issue 7, has been delayed for a fifth time, and it's now estimated for April 29th. The original date for the record was January 29th. So, it's like, do you know what? it's been delayed so much that the 29th is once again a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it works out for him. <laughs> that's how maybe, much that's, you got maybe that's the real incentive to hit this one. Uh, maybe, maybe. And uh, when's the next twenty-eighth or Wednesday? Like, is there even another one this year? I don't know. Who, who, who could say? Uh, but that is a uh, that is uh, the delays. Um, that, that was uh, for news, unless someone else had something that I missed. Uh, yeah, uh, just just the next uh, the next twenty-ninth is July on a Wednesday. Um, What's well, that far um, actually? No, it's not. Um, there is a you know an actual delay that has been caused by eileen that we should actually talk about we talked about you know shops in general but free comic book day has oh, course, officially yeah. been delayed mm-hmm. uh out of you know usually may yeah it's usually may isn't it usually the first um, saturday first, may, first saturday in may yeah they have delayed it they, they're saying until sometime in the summer right now they don't have an official time date yet uh but not surprising okay but then i wanted to take the bet that it won't actually happen in summer and I'm counting summer as the end of August as the end of summer. I'll take that bet. I don't believe it's going to happen before the end of August. No, probably not. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I wonder what do they do with the, the books? Like, the ones that were supposed to be setting up the stories, especially. Yeah. Do they just ha- go, screw it, send them out? I mean, for DC, like, this could yeah. be a, a blessing in disguise because... Generations yeah. has all been rewritten, so maybe Generation Zero not coming out is maybe a good thing for them. <laughs> the, the first one, having been you know, retroactively cancelled to be resolicited, yeah. Um, turns out this isn't delaying anything. Um, Marvel, I assume theirs was setting up their Empire event. I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming that's what it was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they can't delay that entire event. Too many moving gears. You know, so much going on with that book or books. There's there's so many things tying into it. They surely just have to just throw this issue out there and come up with something else for the second free comic book day, as it were. Yeah, I, I guess that would be the plan. But, uh, not surprising. I mean, basically anything, any sort of gathering or promotion thing that was going to happen mm-hmm. for May, June at this point. If I, well, all the new thing we should talk about, and this is more of a movie thing, but it is related to DC, is apparently Warner Brothers are actually discussing seriously right now about releasing Wonder Woman yep. 84 to VOD. Not a streaming service, this is, to make this clear, yep. this, this would be paying for rental, probably 20 mm-hmm. or more dollars, and you'd rent the movie. Yeah, it's been treated differently by different companies, so Universal have been doing, what, like $20 to rent, but mm-hmm. Sony, who are putting out Bloodshot this coming week, uh, you're just doing it to buy out, right? Um, they're not doing yeah, a rental it, straight away. It, I said to James, yeah, but no, you've stuck with Bloodshot. <laughs> yeah, that's because no, no one wants Bloodshot, though, so they're like, no, we just have to unload it. We just I, have to... I, I, I am sensing some fun drunk watches coming up in the very near future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
Uh, no, I asked my wife who, who enjoyed the first Wonder Woman. I said, so if, if Wonder Woman 84 came out tomorrow, how much would you let me spend on it? She goes, eh, upwards of 30 bucks. So, like, yeah, it could I, be that. I was talking about this in, in the group, but you, you have to remember these prices are designed with families and groups in mind. Right, right. So for, for one person versus a single cinema ticket, yeah. um, th these are expensive in that regard. But they've got to price it accordingly to, you know, a family of four like, uh, onward. Uh, you know, uh, the, the last Pixar yeah. film just got surprised dropped on VOD last night, as I think it was. Yep. And uh, I don't know how much that one is. I assume it's in the same sort of price range, $20-ish. And you've got to remember, a lot of people taking that will have been an adult and maybe two or three kids. So the ticket price probably works out not that much more, especially with kids you want to buy them drinks and popcorn a lot of the time. Uh, this probably works out significantly cheaper for those families. So it, it definitely evens out, I think, between no. all the people it applies to. Honestly, I'm surprised it's as low as 20. I mean, I think the argument is probably the most average group of people to go to a movie is probably two. So it's the price of roughly of two tickets for most people. It is. Yep. And I think people are, generally speaking, kind of okay with this price range. Because yeah. I know um, about two weeks ago when this all started, you know, when the delays started, and you know, Twitter was going first. You know, the first company that puts their their movie up for like forty dollars or thirty dollars. You know, they, they're going to rake it in. So the fact that they've come out at like you know the the fifteen to twenty range, I think is a pleasant surprise for most people. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's almost like they're trying to just go for the goodwill and don't want to milk it too much. But and it's a whole thing. Me and Tara actually recorded a thing last night just talking about this and like the future of movie making and releases because of this and all this change things. You know, if people get used to this and blah blah blah. But um yeah i think you know if this is going to ha go on if this you know all these closures all these delays if this is going to happen for e even to the end of summer which is seeming quite lately at this point at what point do these studios because i mean black widow officially get delayed finally uh this week yep. they were being adamant about that one weren't they for a while but it was clear it was never going to happen and then they talk about Wonder Woman, and I'm like, you know what? If they put that out for thirty dollars, um, because mm -hmm. I think the UK price for Invisible Man in that I think is sixteen pounds, right? It is, which uh, is not bad. Yeah, I mean to mm -hmm. put it, in, I mean don't get me wrong. I wish that was a purchase and not a rental because it's like the price of a new Blu-ray. But <laughs> yeah, I I would buy that for that price. Yeah, right? like that's how much uh, I enjoyed that movie. But but um, you know, I mean, a cinema ticket for me is about nine pounds, right? So. Mm -hmm. And that's just how it is now. Like, cinema tickets have ballooned over the last 10 years. I don't have it any depends. cheap options. For, for me, it depends on the cinema. Like, my actual, my close cinema actually dropped their prices last year. I'm sure I spoke about this before. So they're only £5 now um, for that cinema. Uh, but there are other ones that are uh, 10 or 11 I mean, that cinema, before they dropped it, it, it would have cost me uh, £12 uh, in peak time, £9 off peak, which was, you know, £12 for a single cinema ticket was a lot. Yeah. Honestly, one of the most annoying things about my cinema is that the, the, the peak and off-peak prices are so close that I'm like, what's the point? Like, it's literally less than a pound of a difference between them. Yeah. Uh, well, my, my theater just does is, because it's, it's all day, $8. They just, on, on like times when it would get swamped, like, you know, let's say 6 o'clock, they don't put any times there. So the movies either start at 5.45 or 7. Like, there's no movies that start in between that time. So, um, I guess that's their version of peak, mm. you know? Uh, so, cause trying to go see the invisible man a couple weeks ago, it, th those were the two times and my wife doesn't get off from work until like five. So uh, it made yeah. it difficult. I, I didn't actually get to see the invisible man in the cinema because, um, 
my, my cinema that that five pound one is actually going through some renovations right now they're, they're yeah. retrofitting all the seats and stuff um so the so the sure they have like half the yeah, theaters like, open exactly yeah. so show times are a bit shit um and they had it in the IMAX screen because we have an IMAX at that cinema, but the, the IMAX is £10 versus 5 And I'm like, well, I don't want to see Invisible Man that much. <laughs> see, here's the thing here in, in Vegas and the surrounding area. 90% of our theaters are hooked to a casino. So, like, even if they could remain open, they couldn't because yeah. of the casinos, right? Mm. And, like, now I'm contemplating if I'm going to buy a popcorn machine just to get the smell of popcorn because <laughs> 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 I miss it so much. Uh, yeah. uh, so, no, nah, interesting times to see how they handle this. But I think this is the thing, though. All these movies that were announced to begin with, there was like, okay, these are all the movies that came out just before all this happened. And it's like, okay, the, the runs yep. have been cut short. So maybe it's kind of a weird sort of, like, 50-50 kind of split. But then I'm talking about Wonder Woman. Then I'm talking about doing that movie day and day of VOD is a big deal. Well, yeah, I, I'm it's surprised not as... Disney... Go ahead, go on. Well, I was going to say about Onward, I'm surprised they, they jumped so quick and it's going to come on to Disney+, Plus, at least here in the States, so quick. Um, yeah, I got know. the, uh, you know, just put it out to buy or rent um, right. made sense because, I mean, it's, it's not getting the rest of its theatrical run, so it might as right. well. That's a good, right. that is definitely a good will move because the thing is, is that movies... Are, they're used to having this increased income of the theater release at the start of like a movie's life cycle, and then it's cheaper to rent or whatever digital later. Yeah, so, there's like there's generally three stages for the movie. You got the theater, you got the home release, and then you have the streaming release later. Mm-hmm. Um, and even even with uh, Disney Plus, that has been following that model already, right. uh, from what I gather. Cool. I mean, they they jumped Frozen Two up, so we we watched that last week, mm-hmm. and you know on Disney Plus. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's not dumb, but at the same time, you know, I understand. Like with Onward, I'm actually surprised they they're doing it so quick. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just a good role move because, yeah. like, because basically at that third stage, it's like okay, we can make the most amount of money in this first period where people are willing to pay tickets. We can make a bit more during this quick mm-hmm. rental phase, but then ultimately, once it goes to streaming services like that, it's just it's part of a library. It's part of a it's a commodity and part of a library yeah. as opposed to something on its own that makes money. So them throwing it to that stage that quickly is them right. essentially agreeing to lose money to uh, you know right. for, for the sake of well, here we're being good guys here have, have some early stuff and that's Disney in a nutshell right now right as big as they are they're hemorrhaging money from the parks closures like all the parks across the globe are shut and that's a pretty yeah. chunk of, of revenue mm-hmm. then their movies I mean Disney Disney Plus is like their go to right now it's their only um, ongoing income stream yeah, yeah. right in, that, in, in terms of and that. so. And if they're going to keep releasing movies via, you know, that way, I, I'm, I'll still probably pay to watch it as soon as I can, right? Like, Black Widow comes out, I'll, I'll shell out the 20 bucks. I'm a Marvel movie fan, you know? Versus if you tell me... Connor's not doing that. No, I know he's not. Um, I mean, I don't even know if I'll watch it when it gets to Disney+, Plus, frankly. Right, right, and right. But I'm saying for, for my household... Yeah, sure. Right, right. I don't know if I'm just going to wait, you know, the two two extra weeks... For it to yeah. come up for basically free, you know. Um, I've seen um, I've seen a lot of people buy, uh, you know, pay the extra for Onward like last night, um, yeah. just as a show of support, going, hey, you know, we mm-hmm. appreciate that you, you didn't have to do this, and yeah, sure, we've right. already got Disney Plus, and it'll be on there in two weeks, right. but we want to encourage this I, behavior oh. essentially. I, I know I get that part right. I think that's a good message to put out there. I will say this though, I have a caveat with that is that. Disney's not the people you need to support. Disney are huge. They're not going to. They're, they're going to be fine. Yeah. 
Disney I are. Said, yeah. I said support the behaviour, yeah. not support no, the No, I agree. But I'm, I'm adding this point on, though. That Disney, these huge monolith companies that have more money than you will ever be able to comprehend, they don't really need to support right What needs to support is the small, like, sort of standalone theatres, it's the comic creators who go to Artist Alley at conventions, and all the conventions have stopped. It's independents that need support. The big, huge companies, they're going to be fine. Oh, yeah. You know, so you know, back to comics though. I'm wondering. So, like, the one of my favorite bands, The Wonder Years, their their main guy that uh, writes the majority of the songs announced like he's doing a lottery for fans of, uh, you know, I forget what the price of it, but he'll write you a custom song. He'll he'll video chat with you. He'll he'll write you a song. So I'm wondering if 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 comic creatives are going to get to that point. Mm. you know because he he can't tour i mean comics and music are two completely different industries uh, I've, right? I've seen a lot of signal boosting about you know hey let's get commissions going for at least yeah, for the yeah. it was like, a, hey, if you can afford it and the music, yeah. but the music is the same kind of thing like you know taylor swift could literally not do anything for five years and be fine financially but there's a lot right. of smaller bands and stuff who they need right. to keep well, playing shows although they're not right. making money and, and that's why i almost bought a four-year strong shirt this week until i realized they're even if they'd come through town I don't like any of those shirts, so I'm looking for other ways to to support them, you yeah. know, because that's where I, the the majority of the bands I listen to make most of their stuff off of touring, right? Oh like, yeah, yeah. So any way that I could support them, I I'm planning on it, and I look at comic creators the same way. So like if let's say Tynan was even, you know, he'll write you a short story for X amount, like that's something I'm willing to shell out for. Sure. To, yeah. to support a writer that I'm, I really enjoy right now. Yeah. Uh, that said, he works for the big two. That was a bad example. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing with comics, no, no, though, no. is that with comics, like, even if, okay, you've got DC and Marvel, and they're going to be probably okay because of DC and Marvel, mm-hmm. and they've got these big companies behind them. But the other, the other part of that, though, is the is all the, the stores, which will, will be the ones that die. And if they die, then those two are going to have a problem selling their books. So, right. the, comics as is is an industry is a very boutique industry anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think as well, like Image put out a statement earlier in the week saying, hey, we're we're delaying a lot of things that we're considering like non-essential. We're outright canceling some stuff. And that really sucks for the uh, the, the creatives on those teams because, you know, that, that's uh, a lot of their income just gone like like, like, like that. Um, at least with uh, with DC and Marvel, if things get delayed, they, they still got paid for the page rate. It's, it's done. Mm. Whereas when it comes to Image, it's a lot more... Uh, you know, self-financed and you know, and just kind of working for the profits. And if the books aren't coming out, tough shit. Yep. So now, interesting times ahead, and which will make this next segment more interesting as the months go on. Here is time for sales figures. No. <laughs> for the month of February 2020. Uh, we have the top books. I'm using the Fuse list, of course, to combine the cardstock variants with the regular books because we are more interested in the total than... I'm just going to dream my way through this uh, shit. That's fine. Uh, so, 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 like I say, next month will be kind of interesting to see, uh, like, you know, if there's been any effect on any of this. And it may not even have an effect for another couple of months until, you know, when the final cutoffs and all that are actually going to place. Yeah. But... It's honestly, it's only this week a lot of stores are saying that... Um, 
for the final cutoff that this is where they're only ordering for subscribers and you know people with the pull list well, they're yeah, not ordering the, anything for the shelf there's right. no there's no point in having shelf copies if no one can come in and look at the shelf exactly yeah. <laughs> so it makes complete sense it, it might actually mean that comics released over the next few months uh, the rest of this year even may actually end up being more rare because they only printed the amount of copies for subscribers and there wasn't that extra especially for stuff bigger stuff like batman where i assume there's tons of shelf copies for that ordered every month but yeah not for the next little while mm. so yeah so uh what do you think number one number one book was in february february um something from marvel that i don't read i think if i remember rightly the top seven are all marvel uh that is incorrect i mean okay that must that might have been the unfused list. i think it was the unfused list but number one is a marvel number one they had a number one last month of course they did that was a stupid question a crea- yeah. I, I don't remember what it was from a creative well, team if it's that- a number one it's something big from a creative team that we like no admittedly i don't think we ever had the team together at dc but we did like both creators ind- individually wolverine Wolverine number one yeah. is the number yeah, one book. Yeah, yeah. This was an eight dollar book. This was, and I was talk- Persin uh, Bogdanovich was the uh, team in this. That's right. That's right. So uh, now that did that did well for Marvel uh, with one hundred ninety thousand copies. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, numbers two and three were X Men six and seven with ninety two thousand and seventy six thousand uh, respectively. Which is interesting that dip there just from sixty seven. Uh, but I think I know what four is. It was four. Batman 89. Uh, close, 88. Okay. <laughs> 88, be 89. That, those, are, those are the next two books, though. Okay. Uh, 74 and 73,000 each. Well, is, it, is 89 the one that's like the actual first appearance of Punchline? It Nobody is, knew it. but I don't right. think anyone knew it before, yeah. fo- uh, before Final Cut-Off. No, so it didn't right. get a, a boosted amount. Gotcha. Yeah, it was Hell Resident Issue 3 that was getting... Uh, snapped yeah, up by the I still don't have and i'm salty because i organized my comics and now i have a gap <laughs> uh, and then number six uh is a dc number one i assume we that? read this yes we read this. definitely it's a plunge a ambitious i know <laughs> not plunge is that plunge shoot I read too um, many comics. Yeah, we we do because I don't remember any other number ones, and and people will say it and be like, oh yeah, that. We really like the writer. All of us. <laughs> All of us. One may say he's a Lord and Savior. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredibles. Yeah, the Sea Star Incredibles number one. Uh, is number six. I liked it. With seventy-two thousand copies. That's a, that's only a thousand less than Batman. Yeah, that was almost that was. It, it is definitely a brand now. After yeah. reading number two, and then uh, seeing what's on the horizon, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely uh, it's it's like his injustice. Like he has a, an entire world. I am more know? than happy for DC to have more reasons to keep Taylor on board and more reasons for Taylor yeah. to work with DC. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. if if he wants to just keep deceased going, I'll keep reading it. Just as long as he keeps putting them out, I'm going to keep reading them. Because, yeah. uh, not not to ruin too much of the conversation later, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Number seven's another Marvel number one. And you'll never guess this, I won't make it. Gwen Stacy yeah. number one. <laughs> not a chance. 
Not with a thousand guesses would I have got that. Well, what is that book? What is that book about, though? Like, uh, it is about selling variant covers. Yeah, that's. that's Let that. me guess. There's a, there's a lot of sexy Gwen Stacy variant covers. Yeah. Is there? I don't know. I haven't seen any, but I'm assuming so. Probably. Yeah, they've got like five art germ variants. I'm sure. <laughs> to be fair, they probably all look great. Uh, number eight uh, is another Marvel number one. I think it's a one shot, though. Yes, yeah, one shot. Uh, it is giant size X Men Jean Grey and Emma Frost issue one? Don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> number nine is Amazing Spider Man thirty nine with sixty thousand. Number ten is Star Wars Darth Vader number one. Is that number one again? All right, fair enough. Uh, with fifty nine thousand copies. And yeah, that was all, the one with the, this... with the big ending. Uh, probably possibly. I don't recall yeah. what the ending of that issue was. I've read two of them now. Mm. Uh, it, but... yeah. It involves someone that's very close to Anakin. Oh, yes, that ending. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I'm sure number two will have a big dick, because I know people that didn't pick up one that picked up two this that's month. That's interesting. Um, yep. Yeah, the reason it's a new number one, Pete, is all the Star Wars books relaunched, because officially they've moved to post-Empire now instead of post-Star oh. yeah. Wars. Like Although this is the third volume of Darth Vader, because you had you had the... The, the Gillen, Gillen run and then the Soul run. So Which I'm almost done with. I gotta push through. So what but. you're saying is it's the new fourth be with you. No, no. we're not saying that because that would be terrible. <laughs> it's four sounds about right though. How many books are there? Four sounds reasonable. Uh, Star Wars, Vader, Bounty Hunters. I think those are the only three so far. Mm. Afro okay. is coming. All right. And then and then uh, you got the High Republic stuff that will be starting. Oh, one, later once Alpha Alpha starts, my uh, statement will be correct. Once. Uh, Real quick, Connor, you saw the, the, the Mando news? Hell yeah. Yeah, live, live action Ahsoka? Uh, all in for it. Not uh, the, the first person Which... that I could think of in casting, but eh, no, sure. I, I like her enough, but I funnily enough, when I was organizing comics, uh, I went through my, my boxes of collectibles that have been, uh, you know, since I moved, and I pulled out all my Ahsoka stuff, and then it happened, that news comes out like two hours later. Just Does... a weird confluence of events. Does Ashoka have a shack? What do you mean? He's trying to make a rhyme, but it's Ahsoka, not Ashoka, so it kind of yeah. lost all impact. Okay, fine. I don't care about these stupid characters. It's I mean, yeah, well, no, but it, this is huge because this is her post where we left her in, in Rebels. So Yeah, and I've seen some people go, oh, but you know, they really wanted to continue another animated series, and I get that. But Filoni's still involved in Mando, so... I, and you know, I Alden, yeah, Alden brought up, too, you know, what about Ashley Eckstein? I'm like, well, she's super close with Filoni. I'm sure this had her blessing. So she'll she'll be working on it in some way. You know, but yeah. Cool. All right, that was an exciting talk, guys. Uh, it was more interesting than sales figures. So, oh, yeah. it's not. We got Batman Curse of the White Knight was number 12. Uh, oh, good. 54,000. We got through the 10 and we're still going. I also do a few key DC books to see where they come next. Uh, unfortunately, yep. Marvel are dominating this uh, teens a little bit. It, uh, yeah, that, that happens. I mean, they shot the shotgun method is going to land mm. until people get tired of it. Yeah, number nineteen, Justice League forty, uh, then Detective Comics at number twenty with uh, forty-three thousand. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel kind of dominating the top. Spots. Uh, Joker Killer Smile was the number 26 with 42,000. I think most notably here again, and I've been saying this kind of every month more and more, but 
how quickly it gets down to the 40,000 range, but then there's tons at 40,000-ish. Like, there's tons around that range. Do you think Smile Killer will have a boost? Because technically it's a new issue one, even though it's really just issue four. Uh, I mean, maybe. But, I mean, that's kind of what Lemire does, though, doesn't he? Like, he works in those weird amorphous... Here's the thing. I don't think it'll have a boost because it's number one. I think it'll have a boost because it's Batman the title. (laughs) It's just, it just it's just so weird to me the idea that it'll get a boost because people will pick it up because it says that even though it's it's clearly the the fourth issue of a four issue series in in basically every regard except the official numbering. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, Action Comics is down to number forty five with thirty four thousand copies. I wonder if uh, that's the the GRGR effect. Let it burn. <laughs> so I was reading um. I was reading a Daredevil Man Without Fear the other day, and JRJR's art looks good in that. What the hell happened? I, I feel like it's just it's laziness at this point. No, no shade to JRJR, but you can just tell he's not putting the same amount of work in. You know, even even if you look at his his Captain America work from the Remender stuff, mm. uh, it's just which which I know I remember people complaining about then like we are now. This is that was leagues above what this is. Because so. I'd never read the, the, that book before, uh, Man Without mm-hmm. Fear, and I just thought, yeah, sure, why not? And uh, and I was going, oh, this is why people are fans of JRJR. This looks mm-hmm. really good. There's there's the odd face here or there that I don't like, but overall, it actually looks really good. And then you compare it to his quote unquote grod recently, and yeah. I'm just like, what happened? Yeah, yeah, it's rough times. That's a good question. Um, best I can tell, looking down towards the bottom, the lowest sort of book that's from the main DC line is Metal Men with about 10,000 copies. Uh, that should be expected. No, no, but that's still selling more than most of the uh, the Sandman universe stuff. So, mm-hmm. just gives you a bit yeah, of perspective very, very for that. Very niche audience for that. That is. Yeah. That is. Just gives you perspective for that is. Metal Men just beat Sonic the Hedgehog by about 40 copies. So. Okay. <laughs> is that on digital yet? Uh, the movie? The movie? No, not yeah. yet. No. Soon, though, they, they announced it was, I think it's like next week or something. They're, they're bringing okay. it forward. Are they bringing it forward? I don't even know they're announced that. Yeah, thing, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. They're bringing it forward. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that, given the chance. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I'll watch it from the, from, you know, the comfort of my couch. Uh, March 31st. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I saw it, Matt. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, no, it's just fine. Like, uh, but the yeah. the opening with the Paramount logo has rings go around the mountain instead of the stars. That's cool. That's, that's a nice, nice touch. That's a nice touch. That's yeah. like a touch. Yeah. touch. That's, that's what it is. As as someone who isn't a fan of Jim Carrey's usual shtick, mm-hmm. how much will I hate this movie? He's the worst part of the movie. And as someone who liked Jim Carrey in the nineties, it feels like he's oh, doing an impression yeah. of himself. It's Oof, weird. Oh God. Uh, so wait, did you see Kickass too? I did see Kick-Ass too, yes. Is, is it worse than that? Because he looked... That's oh, why I didn't go to that movie. Oh, that's so. the reason. I don't I don't remember well, like his part well enough to say that if it was it better was okay. or worse. Train that, wreck of a movie in, in, in its entirety that he is hard to be held responsible. Yeah, that's... I mean, you not remembering it is just as bad as it being completely lunacy. Yeah, you know? I, don't, I don't recall, but I... Uh, I mean, that movie is enjoyable enough for what it is. It's, you know, it's, it's a, I mean, there is a, a good DC Comics Easter egg. I'll say that much. Oh, 
That's fine. There's a DC Comics related Easter egg. People who saw it all know what I'm talking about. Cool. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so that'll wrap up sales figures and news and all that shenanigans, and we'll move on to uh, actual books. All right. Books. And of course, we're going to start off with the big, super size, super spectacular 100 page anniversary extravaganza up your ass it's robin's 80th birthday uh, it so... actually is 100 pages this time <laughs> it never stops it just keeps going and going and just like is it done yet nope you know i i was reading it i said to you guys i thought i was like nearly done and then i oh. looked at the page count and i was at like 60 and i was like oh yeah. dear god it's still so there we're so i put most of this off till this, this morning which i normally don't do um, and it was really cold downstairs because we're not, you know, it's not that cold here. So we don't have the heat on and you know, the doors open. The weather's kind of nice, but I got super cold. So I huddled under a blanket with my iPad to read this and I almost took a nap. It was so <laughs> nice and cozy and just the pages just kept going and I had to sit up and get out of my little cocoon so yeah. I could finish Robin. You know what? Yeah. This is the, the the one that they've put the least effort into so far. And I don't mean even in terms of the stories. I mean, they're not even doing, like, original pinups. Like, it's just, no. hey, look at these oh, classic sure. covers. Um, yeah, that was a problem. That said, a couple of the stories you could tell the the, the writers really tried. Um, and I appreciate that because you could tell they like Robin. I'm still upset that we didn't get a... Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. He did the new order. Um, okay, Higgins. Higgins. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't get a Higgins story. Uh, like, it's just been a, you know, maybe the one. Maybe he didn't have time. Yeah, and maybe... I know he's busy, but at the same time, like, like I could tell Tynan really enjoys Tim Drake, and I know the same for Higgins with with Dick Grayson, uh, and he had a, a really long Grayson run, so. Uh, <sighs> I well, I, I mean, I, I kind of, we were kind of late starting today, uh, at least, well, kind yeah. of. It wasn't actually that late for me, but because Matt's t clock's already changed, it was really late for Matt. <laughs> but uh, it's part of it is because I woke up when I was supposed to wake up. I was like, okay, I need to read this Robin one shot. I'll do that first because it's the big long one. I'll get out of the way. I read two of them and fell asleep. <laughs> and I woke back up with yeah. two hours later. And that's why I was late today. <laughs> it, it's not hard with those with that first one, especially because it's, I, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, let's, yeah. Let's, let's go through them. I, mean, I don't uh, know if we'll spend much time on each one individually, but just to sort of summarize no. what they are. Uh, so the first one, so they kind of go in order of what the Robins are, so all, the first like three are like decoration stories and so on. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is the Marv Wolfman, uh, Tom Grummet story, so it's got the kind of classic art style. Yeah, yeah. Grummet is the one who does, did that classic you know, Robin cover of mm. the first Robin book, and you know, it is, is very much associated with the character because of yeah. that, if nothing else. And it's basically the story of how Robin leaves Batman, how he makes his choice to leave, because he, he keeps kind of going against Batman's orders, and the mm. kind of twist at the end here is that when Robin tells him that he has to go to, to fill his own thing, and you know, they have this kind of heartfelt goodbye, Batman's narration kind of says, Oh yeah, I was intentionally pushing him because he did a little shove to finally make the choice. Like I was, yeah, but I, I was being a dick intentionally. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's not good. Like, that's uh, that's borderline healthy. abusive behavior. No one, yeah. no one ever said Batman was a good parent, Matt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Honestly, I Dick, thought the this... fact that. <laughs> Go ahead. 
It all sounded a bit off to me. I I, I didn't realise this was Dick yeah. until the very end. I thought, is this Jason? No, sounded it's... so much like Jason for, for a lot of it. Well, it's definitely Wolf... You know, this is Titans era, New Teen Titans era. Wolfman, he's, you know, created the concept of Nightwing as, yeah, as, yeah. on his own. So uh, it, it fells of that era. And to me, that era is still very hard to read. Um, so... Yeah, this one was a chore to get through. Like I was like, I started to read this one. I went, oh no, this is what this is gonna be like. I'm in for a rough time. Well, I didn't necessarily dislike this one. I didn't necessarily like it that much either. It's not bad. It's yeah. just the pacing's off, and uh, from what I'm used to, I, I like the art a lot. No, yeah, good. Yeah, like good. Just, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's kind of solid. I like, I like the kid. The kid telling him he's only wearing a, a Batman shirt because they were a lot of Robins. What I'm like, bullshit? Oh, that, that was cool. <laughs> he's, he's just saying that to make him feel better. Joe, Joe, actually, Joe, I like about this much. Actually, I like this establishing that we can just number the Robins now because it's like you know Jason's Robin too, yep. but Roman numerals, yep. not 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 a you know, like I like that. Uh, you know, Stephanie's Robin four, and then da- I mean, it doesn't say that doesn't say Damien's Robin five. It says Damien's son of Batman. That's like his moniker. Yep. But you know what? No, he's Robin well, five. It, it's, it's and it goes. Rob- See, that's not continuity canon though, right? That Steph it is now. Was, was well, that's the thing. I don't, I don't, I don't think know so. if it is. Joe's Joe funny. I saw these stories are clearly yeah. just associated with their uh, runs uh, of their time, and they're not canon in the same way that the the, the, the Flash was it Flash from my yeah, yeah, yeah. There? there was a couple of stories this week I saw about how oh the Robin one shot confirms that Stephanie was never Batgirl, but she was Robin. And all I could think was, okay, first of all, we knew she wasn't Batgirl in the continuity. That's not a new thing. Like because the whole thing. Tiny's detective run is that she saw a glimpse of what the you know what past she didn't have anymore, right? That was very clearly defined. Uh, and secondly, this doesn't prove she was Robin in the current continuity. This is just a, these stories that have to be cut. The, the only one that's in continuity for sure is the last one because it's actually tying into Teen Titans See, going forward. Uh, I, I would counter that as well with the Titan one because it's clearly a prequel. Oh sure, yeah, sorry, so you're right. You're right. Yeah, so the but, Titans but is a prequel to run. Yeah, that that her. Her stint as Robin and her ended up, you know, with Tompkins faking her death to prove a point to Bruce. Doesn't that kind of factor into her becoming Batgirl? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so like, they, it, one has to go. It's kind of like the 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 JJ Star Trek stuff. Everything has to happen in order for this parallel to still work out, you know. Um, yeah. But also, but my, my greater point in this is uh, the odd number of Robins are are just better. You know, one, three, and five, and we won't talk about two and four as as Robins, and uh, we're good. I'll be sure. I mean, Stephanie, I prefer as Batgirl, but yeah, right. I will not. I, I, I'll Robins. take Steph over, like yeah, some other characters, but not necessarily as Robin. Sure. It's it's reverse Star Trek, right? It, All the odd odd numbers are those... not so good. Ones. No, the odd ones are the good ones. No, no, no. You're right. The odd ones are the bad ones. You're right. Uh, even though I don't, nec- Sorry, no, I don't necessarily agree, agree with that overall, admittedly, but because I actually really like one, and I'm not that keen on uh, six, gotcha. but just, whatever, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, so I mean, I think Steph. I mean, Steph is Robin for an extended period could be fun, but that was never what happened. It was like a condensed kind of like thing. Well, you know, whole, it was. I always feel like she was just a pawn in, in war games, and that yeah. they killed her as a shock moment and no one realized how much, you know, 
we actually cared about yeah, Steph. Yeah, if, Ste- if Steph actually got a tenure as Robin for like five years, we might be looking back at it going, yeah, Steph was one of the great yeah. Robins and the like, counter. But... Like, you know, granted it wasn't five years. It's that Brian Miller, it's 24 issues. Again, I should know, yeah, I just was, came across it. Was like, it was real crazy. It was two, two years, right? Yeah, but two years was yeah. enough to like really establish yeah. that no, she's like... I mean, her babysitting Damien is still one of my favorite Batgirl stories. Oh yeah, like, I love that story. For any Batgirl. Like, love it you know babs cats or in fact so you can hear me and car talk about that stephanie brown batgirl run on previously in the multiverse we just did issue two this week yeah yeah so, something else we started on that was uh was year one uh you know, the batman year one specifically yeah i was gonna say there's a few year ones there you yeah, have to yeah. specify so I, I thought you know if you just year one you probably don't need to establish which one there's an assumption that un- unless you specify it's batman but then i thought i'll be clear you know, I have, I have a lot of time on my hands right now, so I should probably. I've never read, read Robin Year One. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I should. I should get that. Have, have you ever read Batgirl Year One? No. Batgirl no, Year One's fantastic. Yeah. So, I love Batgirl Year One. Um. So, uh, and who wrote those? Charles Dixon. Which, hey, fair enough, next? leads us on to our next story. Which I, I really, this was so reminiscent of uh, Dixon era Nightwing for me. Yeah, uh, the art. Well, not my favorite style of art. It looks so nineties Nightwing that I was into. It. I was yeah. like, yes, yes. I, I really it don't felt like oddly that. familiar. You really didn't <laughs> like it, Connor? Is that what you're saying? The art. Uh, I'm just not a fan. Yeah. Um. Here's my main it. problem with the story. I I like how it basically you know because. 90s Nightwing was basically DC Spider-Man, you know, man of the people, mm-hmm. you know, quippy, swinging around. Um, so I like all that. At no point in the art did we indicate that the woman stuck in the taxi was pregnant, did we? It's not in the dialogue. Uh, no, no, it was uh, meant to be a reveal, though, because there's a moment where she, the woman, the, the nurse or whoever looks at it and goes, oh, and then it cuts to Nightwing. So it's, it's the teases that there's a, there's a thing. Oh. That I, I get where Matt's coming. The idea that she was nine months pregnant is very, yeah. very unclear. Yeah. Like, you, you can't just hide that. Yeah. Because then when they go, oh, there's three, I was like, wait, what? Like, um, what's going on here? Honestly, I so called she was pregnant. I, I, I thought that was the most obvious thing that it could be because of the way uh, the other yeah. character reacted to her. But just, yeah. We're talking about just in the art, looking at her, she does not look, right. there is no way she looks nine months pregnant. Hold uh-huh. on, I need to find the page we actually see her. Hold on. Go back, I'm go back. Uh, so where'd I go? Um, do you even really see much of her? You no. only, you only see the side of her face and like her shoulder. How, how, how is that one way or the other telling you that she's pregnant or not? We saw more of her. And, and because Matt was bringing this up, I thought we saw more of it. <laughs> no, I thought you, we did. And we didn't, and that, that's my point. So just based off that reaction, the O could have been anything. She was in a car wreck. Right? Oh, the, okay, the, yeah. The but I ever left her, uh, like... Yeah, but in that case, you know, I don't get the complaint, though, because it's like, it could be anything, and then it reveals at the end, oh, it's a happy thing. She was she was given birth. I mean, yeah, but... I mean, sure. I don't like it as a reveal. Yeah, I have no problem with that. <laughs> I have no problem so, with that. But honestly, like I think a lot of this seems my problem with the art is I found it a lot. Uh, a lot of it was really indistinguishable in general. Like a lot of it was just kind of murky, is the way I describe it. Yeah. Uh, this looks like nineties Nightwing to me. I was like, yeah, this is what Nightwing should look like. This big, bulky, cartoony, <laughs> like. I just I'm like, if if you look on like the the second page of this story where he's swinging with the woman, like her face is just terrible. Uh, I mean, yeah, but the overall image of it looks quite good. 
Yeah, I'm off fan. <laughs> this is just too subjective to like. I don't know. I feel I like mean, that... all, all art is obviously to a point. I I, I feel like. There's definitely an area of people though who love this, and I, I feel like this this fits in. This is definitely one of my favorite stories in the book, mainly just because it felt such like Dixon era Nightwing, which obviously we've been so far removed from, because, you know, like because even just the costume, it's not that different from the Rebirth suit, and the Rebirth suit is definitely good. But I was like, oh yeah, this is the Nightwing suit I think of when I think of Nightwing's costume. Mm-hmm. I think of this era yep. of Nightwing. Uh, right. so uh, I appreciate the second story third story is a Titans story um, by Devin Grayson and Dan Jurgens. Uh, it does a whole switcher thing where it's actually mostly set around uh, Hive and you have Damien right. Dark uh, complaining about how the Titans beat them he's like oh I told you to do this and this and this and the twist is, is that the, the main sort of henchman with the mask who's talking to him the whole time is actually Dick and he sort of reveals himself yeah. Dick reveals himself what, what a sense. Uh, <laughs> I also like the lessons and leadership aspect that went through here, you know, with the, mm. you know, well, they were just more prepared. Like they had swapped Troya and Tempest and it's, it's almost as if they knew it was coming. And it was just cause, you know, as the leader of the Titans, Dick's just that good of a, you know, planner. And then you find out, oh no, he's, hello, how long he's been infiltrating Hive, you know, to, to get there. So yeah, that no, was fun. Yeah. I like the Jurgens layouts. It feels like, you know, like we talked about, that was the the nineties. I mean, this this feels of the early two thousands for oh, sure. sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. It's. I mean, Fun the story. story is fine, right? You know, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing that, that like, I'm like, oh, I really like this, this is, either. It's just, it's fine. I, I like could have easily pages. swapped this for a Higgins story, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. I was never a big fan of Higgins' Nightwing stuff, so I don't really feel that way, but... It's because you're a terrible person. Uh, it is what it is. I, honestly, yeah, this one's... Fa- I think the problem with this one shot is that there's just not that one great story that says, no, this is why I had... Because I saw someone sharing uh, that Tom Taylor Supergirl story from that Nuclear Winter Special mm-hmm. from a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I remember that overall being really mediocre, but that one story made the entire thing worth reading. I don't know. I, I do like the Tynan story, um, and... And no, I do I, like. I, I no, no, I like some of them. I mean, I, I've liked all three so far to some degree. Like, I've not oh. disliked any of them yet. No, but I mean the standout. Like, I do. I don't know. Maybe it's just I. I it's the more the, the Tim Drake stuff because I just associate him as Robin more, and that's my bias showing. Like, you know. You, you know, I'm a big Tim Drake fan. Um, right. He's clearly the best Robin. Yeah. But like, nope. you know, even his stories in this but I'm like, I mean, they're fine. They're they're all right. They're they're enjoyable enough. But I mean. I think it does none of them are above and beyond. Yeah. Can we just skip the Grayson story? Because, you know, it's not no. really proper Robin no. stuff. Nah. I mean, no, it's a proper if, if... Grayson story. Right. So if we ignore that, then we got to ignore the Nightwing stuff. Right? Because Nightwing's not Robin. Yeah. By, by the exact so. same logic. Just just, right. uh, just stupid spy nonsense. I... No, I, I like <laughs> his finest uh... work. Yeah? Ah. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, Mr. Miracle. Um, no, I like it. I mean, just for the shot of the Atlantean sitting on the, the walrus. Um, it's definitely weird. not Janet's best work. Because, um, like, after they fight the Atlanteans on the walrus, what's up with, with the, the fellow agent making that face? Is she she talking to the walrus? Like, you know? I mean, I think she's it, it's supposed to be she's out of breath, maybe? I don't. I don't know. 
That's that. That was another one that I was like, I don't is know this, what this is. Is this uh, you're, you're looking at the panel where it's above it? It just says a short battle later. Yeah, yeah. she's out yeah, of breath. Yeah, yeah. I think she's out of breath. She's leaning on the walrus. She's exhausted from the fight. Gotcha. I don't know if she was making like baby sounds at the walrus because she's you know likes animals or whatever. You know. I wonder if that's just a problem in the. I don't know if that's a script or whoever, whoever right. made that sound effect as to being out of uh-huh. breath. Maybe that wasn't clear enough. Right. So, but no, but I, I know I like this story. I like Grayson, um, and it's it's him passing again the leadership and what he's learned. Um, yeah, I actually and I, how I I like how the each one he does the opposite of what Batman would have done, but then at the end the message is still the same is just be yourself, and that's what he took away. Yeah, my critique yeah. with with that story mechanic uh, is not necessarily unique to this one. My critique is that there's two stories in this that kind of do the same thing with that that idea yeah. of like I'm going against what Batman said. So you kind of have to speak to the the editor of the issue overall who selected yeah. the story. Uh, yeah. It's not so much. I mean, I think by its nature, I prefer the second one because it's not a Grayson story. <laughs> but it's not that one's necessarily better than the other. It's just it's just because I both mean, of them are there. It's it's, it's not frustrating. I'm not upset that we got Grayson in you know dressed up in gorilla armor. And yeah, gorilla this said this felt very Grayson. What what's our excuse to get him shirtless this issue? Right, right. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it made me want to reread Grayson because that book is so much fun. Okay. Yeah, nah, we got a proper um, Rob, uh, Robin story next. Jason Todd's up. Uh, <laughs> Robin too. <laughs> oh, you know what? I hate on Jason Todd a lot. In the last couple of weeks, though, there's been a, a couple of Jason Todd stuff that hit. And then I look at who wrote this one, and it's Judd Winnick, who, you know, mm-hmm. it's Judd Winnick and Tom Taylor, the two times I can stomach Jason Todd. Yeah. But I really like the story. The story, the. The meeting with the watch. Yeah, well, um, I'll explain what it is. The the basically it's Batman's birthday and Jason's got him a gift and it's his dad's watch that he's trying to make work again, but he's not quite sussed it out. Especially since you have to, it's just, for some reason, it wanes automatically if you're wearing it, but not if you're not. Um, and he says, "No, I'll, I'll give it to you when it's properly finished." And it, this is kind of intercutting with like Jason Todd running around in like sort of more present day. And basically, it's him in present day as an adult as read to dropping off the watch the gift for batman yeah. and it sort of ends with like you know the the duel sort of him saying thanks uh yeah and you know and happy and, birthday yeah so no, this was a, honestly a surprisingly sweet story with jason and i did not expect this to be as Me nice neither. as this and, and the <laughs> the win art is pretty great yeah, yeah art. And, um shout out to the colors as well especially when the fire is yeah. going on and uh Batman stood in front of the car with his flowing cape mm-hmm. and the, the flame or the orange glow. That looks fantastic. Yeah, it does that thing where the the, the flashback stuff is all sort of blue tinged. All the stuff cool. in the present day is uh, all fiery and red and oranges and all that. So it's really clear what you're doing as you're going through it. Uh, it flows really well. Pacing's really good. So I can't believe I'm saying it, but this might be one of the better stories so far. I, yeah. I think it's probably the the best one so far. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is that. Uh, and then we have so there's only one Jason specific story. Then we're on to Tim. Uh, he gets a mm-hmm. couple. Uh, the first one is a story of him with his school counselor, and his counselor saying that he needs to do more stuff if he, want, if he wants to get into law enforcement. I don't necessarily believe that law enforcement looks for a lot of extracurricular activities, but that's what the counselor is telling him. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially I mean, had he said criminal justice instead of law enforcement, sure. Yeah, I could I could see that. Um, but I, I do like the the counter here is like oh no he does do a lot of extracurriculars but he can't list them because he's robin um and this is my favorite tim drake suit so like 
to see yeah, this again. It felt nice, you know. It's it's distinct. I like the lacquer gray or gray green. Um, <laughs> say, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, the lacquer green because well, it's I think we can all agree now that we like the lacquer brown. Yes. I am so glad I have not had the misfortune of really reading that um, that terrible suit. But uh, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of the art overall in this story. It's it's okay. Yeah, it's not really my nice. cup of tea though. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with that, especially the stuff where he's as Robin. I don't know if it's a different artist or if it's just a different style for... Uh, he, he looks really bulky as Robin, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't super so into that. So on that either. last page, in the, in the third panel on the top, he looks... Yeah, uh, I was saying the page before that where he's crashing through the window, if you look at like his legs, mm-hmm. lights mm-hmm. all over. He doesn't miss leg day. Yeah. so that was uh, Adam Beechin writing with Freddie Williams a second the credits page is at the end <laughs> basically obviously when it yeah. comes to these big anthology books I don't write down all the creators because it would you know, be a huge list and what's the I point I mean that's uh, it's also they've, they've started to add a table of contents at the front yeah which is good which is good so there we have The Boy Wonders uh, which is uh, Tynan's story with uh, Javier Fernandez mm-hmm. on the art and this is just a prequel to his detective run where Robin's struggling with the decision if he wants to go off to school or do what Batman wants him to do so he goes to each of the other Robins and asks for advice and you have Dick tell him oh trust yourself you're good at this and then Damien's like don't trust yourself uh, Drake you're an idiot <laughs> like right uh, so this is what I was expecting more of of Robin as a whole, as much as it's about Tim Drake, it's also Tynan giving the other Robins, you know, how they work in relation with each other. If you had to boil this issue down to one story, I think this is the the quintessential one, even though it's probably not necessarily the best one. This is the one that showcases all of them in the sense that Dick's like, no, 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 be a leader. And Jason's like, no, you know, improve on Batman. You know, take his his ideas, but make them better. Yeah, And, And Damien's like, just do whatever the hell you want. It's uh, it's one of those things where it's kind of obviously we love that run, so it was cute to have a lead into it. Uh, but at the same time, because it is ju- just that, it doesn't necessarily stand on its own as much as maybe a couple of dollars do. So, right, it's kind of it's in a weird place. I, I, I'm I'm actually kind of shocked there wasn't a story in this where it was just like the all the Robins like having like a meeting or something, rather yeah. discussing Batman or something it's, like that. I kept waiting. Yeah, I was really expecting like a, a sort of all Robins kind of assemble, like uh, what we got in the uh, the Pennyworth R.I.P. issue. Kind of, yeah, yeah. kind of like a, a Robin version of that. But I mean, hey, it didn't happen. Uh, maybe the Green Lantern one will give me what I want. Give me all the Green Lanterns yeah. together. Uh, talking, talking I assume about you mean something. all the Earth Green Lanterns. Otherwise, that's a lot of people in. Okay, yes, scene. all all of the Earth Green Lanterns. Yes, maybe with Kilowog there as like a chaperone. Yeah, no, I want a Salix story. Come on. Then we moved on to uh, Stephanie Brown, uh, who for some reason didn't get also credited as uh, Batgirl because it says other earless is spoiler, but not Batgirl. I thought that was weird, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, that's. Uh, I wonder if that is supposed to be confirming that she was Robin, but not Batgirl in continuity. I guess. I mean, I don't know if it matters that much now, but I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so the art in this one, I assume we're going to have opinions on. Um, the weird thing is, is I actually do think the ultra round face on Stephanie sometimes works for the style it's going for, but I almost always hate Batman's head. <laughs> I, I I like Firefly. I think Firefly looks great. Sure. Because that's what Firefly normally looks like. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
that, yeah, that's... I think the, the ultra clean uh, look really works for Firefly, uh, especially with the the, the, yeah. the way the the, uh, the lighting really reflects off him with the orange. Oh, fire. sure, yeah. Um, that story is basically about Steph like, trying to fit in as uh, Robin and saying, hey, I can't just wear Tim's old suit. This doesn't work for me. It's giving me a wedgie. So Batman you know, eventually gives her own dressing room um, mm. and you know, scans her for the own costume and all the rest of it. Uh, so and she's kind of being stiff and goofing up and like you think she's trapped she's tied to a train track which I mean, was more of a, a comical throwback to the old damsel in distress and being tried to a train track uh, right. but she gets herself out of it of course and yeah so it's like yeah maybe she's got a shot as Robin it's kind of, it is kind of weird to like like obviously I love Stephanie Brown I don't know if you necessarily need to celebrate her as a Robin per se like if they ever do a Batgirl no. anniversary issue then yeah give her a couple of stories in that like yeah, you know. yeah. but like I mean I, I'm glad that they included her um I like the tone of the story. I did not like the art whatsoever. Yeah. It's it's yeah. kind of weird almost that we got a Stephanie Brown one, but then not like a Carrie Kelly story, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, I feel right? like Carrie Kelly's brought up more when it comes to Batgirl. It's funny because I say, it, like, Steph's head sometimes worked for me. It definitely doesn't that last page. That last page where she's looking at the mirror, I hate her head. <laughs> I think I think yeah. it works more when she's out of costume. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. I, and, uh, but uh, even earlier on when she's you know, at the start or... Anytime she hasn't got the eye mask on, I think it works a lot of the because um, there's times where you're yeah, there they're scanning her for you know mm. uh, measurements. I assume um, I think you know she hasn't got the mask on there, and it works in those pages. It's just as soon as she puts the mask on, it, it just goes completely. Yes, but I assume you enjoyed the Nicholas Scott pinup of her afterwards, though. Who didn't? <laughs> yeah, even though I don't like her in that Robin costume, it looks pretty damn great. Hmm. Yeah. Great. We had, we had a Stephanie Brown Robin uh, run, or like, you know, where Batman, like, every, all the other Robins are taken out, and Stephanie Brown has to step up and be Robin. <laughs> just to give us just give us some proper Robin type. Uh, so obviously that takes on to Damien, which the. Yes. the, the Robin the, the, current. Yeah, they point out that he's the current Robin, which, like, sure, thank you uh, for that. Um, that won't age very well. Everyone else's ages, because you, you, they're numbered. Mm-hmm. But Robin current, yeah, give it 20 years. Yeah, right. who's Robin Six going to be? So exciting to find out. Uh, so this is a story. Uh, John is writing a, a, an essay for school called My Best Friend. And he's kind of grumbling through it, but he's talking about how he met Damien and how he's his best friend and blah, blah, blah. But of course, the story ends with Damien kind of like catching him writing this as he's falling asleep at the uh, the keyboard. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of a sweet story. Obviously, this is Tomasi. This is, you know, this is the Super Sons. Yeah. Uh, it's inspired. almost a recap of the first arc, right? Them fighting and them becoming friends. Um, yeah. I will say that the, the best moment here for me is the acknowledgement of the, you know, he is Lois Lane's son. So, of course, he has spelling errors. <laughs> uh, yeah. In this yes. piece. And he's going to he's gonna get a, a, a Wurlitzer, right? Mm-hmm. Wurlitzer. How are you? So I don't know how you pronounce that. Is it is it Pulitzer or Pulitzer? Because I've heard it both. Uh, uh, let, me, let me say it without thinking about it. Pulitzer. That's how I'd say it. Right. So then he said, it's a uh, Wolitzer. Uh, that was pretty funny. So, uh, and then the last story is the, the Teen Titans sort of, sort of lead in for whatever that's going next. Um, which, I don't think it's a surprise. This is probably the one that I enjoyed probably the least. Maybe I found myself really skimming this one because I was not a fan of the art at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Robbie Thompson wrote it with... Uh, I just accidentally met a different page on. Uh, with Ramon Villabogos. 
Villa Lobos, sorry, on art. Yeah, uh, Villa Lobos. So, yeah, I mean, this is basically... I mean, I did, I did like the little fake-out where Damien's, like, got Batman looking at a fake Batman hologram, or fake Robin hologram, mm-hmm. but then Batman shows up behind him and is like, yeah, okay, <laughs> so he can play that game. Like, I enjoyed that little, that little joke, but uh, this is just setting up stuff that Robin's doing in Teen Titans where he's talking about wiping the minds of criminals instead of, you know, sending them away to prison just so yeah. they can break out again. Uh, and that was pretty much yeah. it. Yeah, that, that'll never go wrong. I, I do like the symmetry, though, the, the beginning. And the end, the yeah. End. The ends, but it yeah, starts that was, with... That was a nice touch. Yeah, the final page is basically Robin doing all the same things that Batman did in the first page, yeah. There's, there's, mm-hmm. there's something to be said there. There's a Carrie Kelly pin-up at the back uh, that I don't particularly like, but <laughs> it's there. Uh, and then there's a, a nice big spread of all the Robins kind of hanging out on the on a rooftop. So and that's basically that's your special. I think, you know, honestly, the vast majority of the stories are relatively enjoyable. I, I honestly mm-hmm. think that. I think there's only one or two that I didn't like that much. And I think the problem is, is that a hundred pages of relatively enjoyable, just it's not the same unless there's that one standout it's like must read story. Enjoyable enough, but ultimately forgettable. If you ask me about this in two weeks, I think I will struggle to tell you specifics about pretty much any of the stories. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Don't get me wrong, it makes sense that Dick got the most time because he is the original Rob. He's the one that actually turned 80 yeah. with this anniversary, so that does make sense. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how, how it maps out. I mean, it's, it's a weird thing to rate a, a book like this with all the different art styles, all the different writing styles. Uh, but I guess like, if you're judging it as a 100-page book, is it worth reading? The answer is probably no, especially not when... I mean, if this cost the price of a regular issue, sure, I'd be like, oh yeah, you know what, if this was $4, yeah, by all means, go and get get your money's worth, but... Uh, yeah, but for the... Yeah, for yeah, that price, it's kind of... Right, I can't... $10? I can't remember. I've, I feel like the bigger appeal of this, honestly, is for some of the variants. If you like one of the variants, like the anniversary variants, then that's probably a bigger appeal than any of the stories that are actually inside it. Is to have that, you know, that that fancy cover is probably the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll regret reading it though, but it also oh, it's pretty good. You know, I mean, out of all these these specials we've had so far, though, it's probably the weakest one. Um, I am looking forward to Green Lantern though. Green Lantern is definitely the one that I'm, I'm pumped for. Uh, out of the rest yeah. that are still coming, but yeah. So, Matt, what are you uh, going to going to give it? I'm I'm going to give it overall just a, a straight seven. Like you said, it's it's enjoyable. Uh, it's all up and down. Yeah. Connor? Yeah, I can't go quite that high. I'm going to give it a six. It's just, it's okay. It's fine. You know, if, if you really want to read it, sure. But I wouldn't rush out. Yeah, I agree with Matt and go with a seven. I think, you know, it's, it's hard to say too many bad things about it, other than just one or two stories maybe, but it just doesn't feel that important either. So, I mean, for me, that's the definition of a seven. Good, but not important. <laughs> it's really yeah. kind of where that lands. Uh, so that'll take us on to Year of the Villain, Hell Risen, issue four, James Tyne in the fourth, and Steve Epting on art. This is... Just Steve Epting this time. Just Steve Epting this yep. time, yes. Uh, well, that's because we, we get to Batman as at least three artists, so, you know, we can have fun with that later. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh, Hell Risen, issue four. So, obviously, we kind of knew getting into this that it was probably just going to be the, the, the lead into death metal, given everything it's doing. Yeah, but, but it doesn't, like... I don't know. And someone that got real excited for the last one where we saw the team come together mm-hmm. and then that's it. Yeah. It, it get... still manages to be underwhelming. I, I think it's underwhelming. Yeah. I think it's underwhelming because this issue does two big things. It fixes all the heroes that were infected in a very yeah. kind of quick way. 
and then it very quickly puts Lex back to normal and has Batman Who Laughs team up with Perpetua. And now, now Perpetua's got rid of Lex, she doesn't want him anymore because Batman Who Laughs right. is like, no, I actually can do this. I can help you, you know, dominate in a way that Lex couldn't. Right, because he oh, wants Matt, to... Matt, 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 Matt. <laughs> I like how he couldn't resist making the noise of annoyance, even though that right. made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, we all know that he wants to bring the Dark Multiverse up front, right? So... I don't think Perpetua cares about which multiverse it is, which, you know, uh, is fine. But, yeah, like, underwhelming to say the least, just because I was looking forward to, or even maybe the Dark Multiverse stuff in Death Metal. I was hoping that all those, you know, Dark Multiverse specials we read would, would pay off a, a little bit here, right? Mm. We'd get some of those characters or And maybe it will in Death something. Metal. Maybe they're going to pop up yeah. then. I mean, it very well possibly could. Because the, the reason why Batman Who Laughs kind of convinces her is that he seems to, he knows a little about what happened to the Justice League, that they've all went mm-hmm. off into some sort of weird, you know, portal yep. uh, to try and fight her. And it, he actually has a chance of winning and fighting back, whereas Lex mm-hmm. doesn't. So that that is basically the point that we kind of end on. Um, I really I, uh, like how Epting draws Perpetua um, with mm-hmm. the way, like, that's fair. her dress slash body kind of just becomes the, the universe. Everything, yeah. Um, she she seems otherworldly. Like, she is not of this existence. Yeah. Dr- so, the, that's big, cool. the biggest condemnation I have for this book as a whole, this four-issue series, is that I, I honestly feel like we could have just not infected anyone, right? Mm-hmm. And just had a one-shot explaining how Batman Who Laughs convinces perpetua that he's the man for the job because yeah. i because that last page like i know what they want from that the 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 the, 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 the image of perpetua laughing with the batman who laughs like now she's laughing right. like she's a joker like i get what they're going for there but they want this like oh that's chilling because like now she's like aligned with the darkest possible threat um but all, all yeah. i could think was is that i mean th- this solved all the other things and i'm like what did we really get out of like all these dark versions of characters you, that was set you've up you've got a bunch of shitty one shots well but yeah. now the Supergirl series has been pretty good with, with, with and her. And Hawkman, to be fair. And yeah, and Hawkman. Yeah, that's true, but I mean... You know, do but we... yeah, the rest of it, it, it's all for nothing. Um, and besides, do, do we not trust the fact that those books would have been good anyway? Like, they didn't need to no. have the infected characters to... Hawkman definitely would have been great either way. Yeah. Mm. So, I, yeah, it just... The whole thing feels like a weird side story in the run-up to death metal that, that feels like it's mostly irrelevant. The only important thing is that Batman Who Laughs has superseded Lex and Lex is back to normal. And, I will, I mean, if I'm going to give the issue credit, though, I will say Lex saying... Lex's speech to Mercy about you have no idea what it's like to become the pinnacle of man but still fall short of the gods that were around us. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the closest I've came to kind well, of liking, like his character yeah well yeah and the whole lextopia right that all being a lie by perpetual to get him to do all this you know like because it's it's the future it hasn't happened yet you can't make that happen yeah i don't think i was ever a fan of lextopia so i'm glad that was all bullshit (laughs) oh no i liked i liked because he's such a megalomaniac of course his driving force to do all that would have been i'm right so this is why i'm gonna go do all this the way it worked on him was good yeah and but so i liked all that if anything this story has made me like mercy graves a whole lot is it mercy graves uh mercy whatever her name yeah right yeah and i have so many names in my brain this is tough sometimes there's no other mercy i can think of so yeah, mercy yeah. Graves. Okay. 
I like Mercy You're a whole lot. You're making me like really question it now. I'm like, yeah. yeah, but I'm sure it is. Because because it was Tess Mercer right on Smallville. Yes. Right. So there's yeah. Anyways, I really like Tynan's, which shouldn't come as a surprise because he does this a lot with with you know side characters. Um. So if she's gonna be more you know working with Lex going forward, and we can, she's almost like a dark Jimmy Olsen, right? Um, I kind of like that. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I really like what it does on the layout with the last page, the the epilogue page with you know Lex landing in the crater, and I yeah. like the layout and just the 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 top part of that you know the corners cut off, making it shaped kind of like the uh, the S logo, uh, you right. know, the, the the shield, and just kind of giving this parallel between Lex and Superman again. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was a nice touch. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately this just feels like it's a like it was nothing more than a stepping stone that feels mostly unnecessary. I, I'm gonna go one step further. Uh, it feels like they wanted to kill time between mm-hmm. this and Death Metal. They wanted to have something being published yeah. between them, um, and they went, "Oh, this will do us for a few weeks," and and that's about it. And and I don't even hate it. I think if you read, you know, come the final, you know, a bit of Death Metal when, you know, the, the whole run's wrapped up and you throw this all in like a couple of omnibuses right. or whatever, I think it'll read fine. Well, I think it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a fine, st- you know, just a quick little diversion before you get into the final bit. But right now, it feels like they're publishing it just to have something being published rather than. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, something they can deem as part of the, uh, the, the ongoing mainline event that's you know yes. coming up like uh, and it's just frustrating because ultimately i finished this and went yeah this entire miniseries hasn't been terrible but it's just kind of felt mostly worthless and i it, it's frustrating I, I i just it's hard to get excited about and i think you know i, I like the cliffhanger of the last ending as well thinking oh maybe this is leading to something uh and i i even like the idea of like of lex coming up with a way to like free everyone because it's, again it's this sort of murkiness of like him being the one who saves all the the heroes but that's it there's a nice point as well when all the heroes are like, get on both. And, and Mars yeah. is like, what? Lex just saved all of you, you ungrateful pricks. Yeah, but he's, but he's Lex Luthor. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. He also led to the Justice League being eradicated. Yeah, from... yeah look, I'm not saying he's squeakly. <laughs> I'm just saying, in, in the moment, focus on, on, on maybe the Batman who lasts. Priorities. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's, 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 again, it's a fine read for the most part. Yeah. It's... it's really frustrating because I think the only reason it's as fine as it is, really, is the fact that you have a really good team working on it between Tynan mm-hmm. and Epting. I think I, I can see this in lesser hands being borderline unreadable. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess the problem is that it's not a story on its own. It, it feels like it's just it exists between two other ideas. And, you know, I don't believe that Tynan came up with a great idea. Like, oh, I can do a book about this. No, no, no. He was given where the story needed to end. He was told that this is what's leading into it. And you have to make all these pieces fit. Yeah, and I don't really blame him. I think, you know, this is part of his job, obviously. It's like, hey, we mm-hmm. want you to do this for us. And, and he's gone, okay, fine, I'll do it. Um, he's done the best he can. It's not bad. Like, I think that's the key thing here. It is never a bad thing to read. And mm-hmm. like I say, in, in lesser hands, this could be very easily. Um, it's just not exciting at all. Yeah. Oh, well, that sums it up, basically. Matt, will you give it a... Uh, I'm going to give this a, a seven. Connor? Uh, it's another six for me. Yeah, I'm going to say with Connor on this one, I'll go with six. Right. Oh, ten. Yeah, I can't be too enthusiastic about it, even though there's a couple of moments that I kind of like, I, for the most part, I just felt like 
okay, that, that was a miniseries, I guess. <laughs> so, we'll move on then to Justice League 43, Robert Vind- Oh, sorry, no, we won't. Batman. We'll move on yeah, to Batman. There you go. My eyes skipped a line. Batman 91, uh, James Tyron the fourth, Rafael Albuquerque, Jorge Jimenez, and Carlo Pugilain on the art. Uh, I know. And I like all of those. Yes, but all three of them in one issue is a bit bit of a... Yeah. Bit of a cluster. Uh, which is a shame, because I actually think, you know, I think with the last issue, the last two issues, Batman by Tiny is starting to kind of hit its stride. And I think this issue, you know, story-wise, is mostly continuing that trend for me. Yeah, yeah, and it's frustrating because I think all of the artists individually I like, and there are pages here that I think look fantastic. Oh, sure, but yeah. Just as a as a collective whole entity single issue, it's I, a bit all over. I kind of like that because the, the 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 opening scene is Joker like tormenting this bartender, and he's essentially giving his version of the events that we got last issue of the four villains or. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, four villains going to the yeah, the, the, bat, the weird house. Bat rogues. I, I was just trying to remember if it was four including Joker or four plus Joker, but that was four including no, Joker. No, four including. Yeah, and uh, you can't count one as a villain. Well, yeah, but well, I mean, at the time she the, was, in the context uh, yeah, she I was. Know, I know. I'm just, I'm just picking it apart now. Right, but he t- his version. He's like, okay, so Penguin wanted to do this, so he gave him these these you know methods to do it. Catwoman wanted to do this. Riddler wanted to do this, and I like and. I was worried for a second as I was reading this that he was going to just tell us, and because I, I, I liked how kind of ambiguous and mm-hmm. like evil it was, and I liked that even though Joker does technically tell us, it's still just as ambiguous because he doesn't actually explain it. He just says, you know, the designer wa- it was, it was the devil, and he was going to control everything, and the Joker simply, you know, he he, he interprets this as no, I said, I want to be the devil, and then yeah, killed him. I, I think this works because the previous plans didn't necessarily involve making them better it involved like so you know uh a penguin you know wanted to be uh, wanted to be the, the king mayor. right yeah so you know the phrase was you know he wanted to be the king so then we will you know basically we'll give him the money to take down all the other nations rulers and install ones who will be loyal to him so it's it's not actually making him better it's just taking down the competition and it, it was right. the same you know Catwoman wants to be rich well let's just take you know she wanted to be the richest person well, let's just take everyone uh-huh. else's wealth down and give some of that to you. And and the, so I think that's why the, the joke is always, okay, I want to be the devil. Well, yeah. the only way to do that then, clearly by the established pattern, is remove the previous devil. Exactly, yeah. It's the idea that Joker was a threat to designer himself, and that's mm-hmm. why he freaked out. But I like the idea that we don't really know what was said exactly. We don't know what scared him so much. And I like that to stay a mystery. You know, the idea of like whatever Joker actually said that, you know, that made him react that harshly. Uh, I can see it being a beat later in the story. Um, maybe. And that that could be, a, you know, I could, I could see it being a towards the end of the story, kind of having that reveal. That could play well. But if, if we never know, I'm okay with that as well. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Batman's just in Deathstroke. Harley's pissed because they take away her drone control because she's wasting too much money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You know, Batman's got his bat wing or or it's not even the Batwing, is it? It's just the thing that transforms, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's he's fighting with Deathstroke. And that page that, that page of the, the, the Batwing above Deathstroke, that mm-hmm. full page spread, gorgeous. Oh, yeah, cool. absolutely. Right. So, which death... I asked this on Twitter. I don't know if you guys <laughs> voted. Which Deathstroke costume do you prefer? Do you like it when it's more of a helmet on him? Or do you like it when it's the, the bandana-like scarf tied? I, vote, I voted for helmet 
But yeah, I'm okay with both. Well, I don't. Hate yeah, no, I'm okay with both. But when you think Deathstroke, do you think helmet or the tied up bandana? It's it's. I generally prefer the helmet, but I like the flapping bits, you know, the, the yeah. back as well. So I'm kind of yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I'm fine with both as well. But again, if you ask me to think picture Deathstroke, I probably picture the helmet in my head as my yeah, instinct. Yeah, and me too. But you know, here the 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 mask or the the bandana that's tied. Don't look bad. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really good. It's got that kind of ninja, th- you know. It's got like the turtles, mm-hmm. right? They all have the, the flaps yeah. on the back because of their their, yeah. their masks. So it's um, that kind of and man, idea. Deathstroke getting a lot of play this week. Oh yeah, missing and uh, and killables. So, um, but but I like here with you know they're effectively playing chess against each other, mm-hmm. him and Bruce. Uh, so so I do like like all that. Um, yeah, and the conversation with Catwoman and, and Harley. Yeah, I have I to say, yeah, too. Catwoman and Harley was actually a really delightful conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of stuff with uh, her joking about what she really is. Oh, I think you're a librarian. Mm-hmm. Like, why a librarian? I don't know. The web just says librarian. Don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Something that was really funny. Uh, but all yeah. of the uh, assassins got out. The designer shows up on the screen. Is like, aha, you know, yeah. Riddler's infected them all. They're, they're all doing whatever. Um, well, Batman's fighting Deathstroke. And I love this standoff where they're on the Batwing. And yep. Deathstroke's basically sort of calling his buff. He's like, you're not going to like throw us off this. You're not going to kill me. You're going to chance that. Yep. And Batman's like, yeah, we'll see. So they end up actually going down. In fact, probably the other yep. amazing page in this issue is that full page of them falling through the sky. Uh, yeah. I love the bit just before as well where Batman's like, you know who I am. You know how this started. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't push me on this. You know what I'll do. And uh, this actually really feels like a follow-up to um, the, the Deathstroke Batman relationship we had in... Uh, That's... Priests, yeah, uh, right. uh, Deathstroke. Yeah, uh, there's that full pitch red one detail. What he had is just the green light from the bottom. I just think it That's really gorgeous, it makes it pop, it? makes it pop, uh, and just it's just a great way. So you got Catwood and Harley fighting and running and all the rest of it. And again, even the humor there where they're r- jumping out the building and, and uh, jumping out the window, I should say. And Cat and Harley's like, "Hey, is this one of those situations where you've got like the." The, the the plane or the it, the, it was the the super uh, cool hover car yeah and I laughed because me and you on uh, previously not long ago read an issue with uh, yes. Joker jumping out into a little hover car thing that involved Catwoman as well and it was it, it really made me think of just that specific thing yeah uh, and then the land so it's a bit more comedy and Catwoman's like yeah I'm going to steal the thing first the thing that the designer's going to steal because I gave mm-hmm. him the idea to steal it I'm going to steal it first so that's kind of where we leave, leave off Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back to the Deathstroke and Batman fight, which again just looks gorgeous. Deathstroke pops up on the screen, uh, in, in the street. Designer. Yeah, it's, sorry, sorry, De- designer, sorry. It's because of the D, yeah. damn it. It is. And again, uh, I, I love that bit when, they, when they're falling. Deathstroke's like, look, come on. Look, we both know you're not going to kill us, so just get your grappling right. gun from under your cape and save us. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that too. Uh, they send a bunch of Riddler-controlled baddies after them, and we see Riddler, who's got a new get-up with Designer. So it makes sense to me that Riddler's the one who would still want to stay with Designer because of the whole mastermind yep. approach. So we see Riddler in a very Batman Forever-esque, you know, onesie. Yeah, <laughs> very much. It, it's got to beat whatever March was drawing and, recently. Oh, yeah, right. for well, sure. And he's got to have him, you know... he. Riddler wanted to be the wise one, and he wanted a labyrinth. So now they just dropped, you know, Deathstroke and Batman. Also, they've decided, designer decided that he's not going to pay Deathstroke, so he's expendable. Uh, right? So now he's going to team up in the labyrinth uh, of Riddler's making. Yeah. So, so I love how the story is unfolding. 
Yeah, me too. I think there's a lot of moving parts, and it made the first couple issues a little bit harder to get into because it felt like there was so much going on. But honestly, yep. it's, it feels like the last couple have really started to pay it all off, where it feels like, oh no, everything's moving now. I understand, like, kind of the, the main gist of what's going on. It's kind of coming together in a really nice way. So, uh, weird. Uh, they are, this is the weird thing, is that almost every page looks great. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It doesn't have a flow, though. Yes. That, that's part of the problem. It, but, in sections, yeah. Like, you know, page to page, if it's the same art, it still looks great, obviously. Now, to be fair, the one good thing is that typically when it's Batman and Deathstroke, it's the same artist as it's been for yep. Batman and Deathstroke. For same the most part. Harley and... Uh, yeah. Cal- yeah, it is, it is very clearly split, because it's the, the Joker section is one. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Harley, Harley and Catwoman, and then uh, right. Batman, Deathstroke. So, you know, they really split it up in a smart way. It wasn't, like... Random pages yeah. here or there. No. Like so, I'll give it yeah. that. So, it mostly works overall. Uh, obviously, I would rather just have one of those artists <laughs> through the whole book, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Uh, so, I guess uh, that's the, the beauty of double shipping, is that sometimes they have to have to pump this Get creative. Stuff out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, all the artists will have to be forced to stay at home for a while, so maybe they'll get more work yeah. done. <laughs> you know what? I've, I've seen a lot of them saying, nope, they're getting less work done. Really? Because obviously yep. they're used to working from home, but right. now they've got all their families there as well. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's what, that's what uh, Garrett said. He goes, no, this has just made me want to, you know, take more time on my beard. <laughs> you know? I um, saw him yeah. posting about his beard like, earlier, going, hey, yeah. look, look, you know, you look after those beards. Unless yep. you've got to shave it to fit a respirator mask on, then just bloody do it. Stop complaining. Yeah. Yep. All, all of our beards are pretty, you know, they're not big bushy beards. We can fit masks on. We're fine. No, no, no. no because no, of how those masks work. It. What? Yeah, it has to, it has to be onto the skin. So you <gasps> can't like, yeah, yeah. They said, um, so you, there, there's one beard style that would have to be, and I think it was just the chin beard where it's close cropped, almost like a goatee. Uh, but you can't have anything on your lip. Or it won't make a seal. Oh dear! So, oh dear! Yep, 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 yep. Well, so, I mean, I need to wear one, so I'm okay. But... And I just got mine trimmed last week before my hair place uh, closed until they're told they can reopen. So uh, I got mine nice and trimmed. But if I have to, so I got to wear a mask. I'm, I'm willing to do it. Yeah, everyone's going to do. Yeah, do Everyone's going to do a haircut actually in a couple of months' time. Like, whenever everything goes back to I... some sort of normalcy. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the point where I was going to go get one this week and they weren't open. And I'm like, yeah. shit. I, I, you know, because I don't want to just go somewhere else randomly. No, you, you, I have trust built up in, in the girl that cuts my hair. So if I have to reach out, I will. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm already at the point now going, huh, what am I going to do? There's a bond. There's a bond between a man and the person who cuts his hair. You don't trust so, anyone else. Oh, it after, I after I moved, oh, you have no idea how long it took me to find the the, the right place oh. to get to get cut. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, uh, we should rate Batman ninety one. What are you giving him, Matt? Um, I'm going to give us uh, an eight. Connor. Uh, it's a 7.5. I'm knocking off a full point for the shifting artist being very very distracting. I've really felt it. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm gonna go with the eight as well. I'll give Matt on this one. Um, I like Tynan's hitting stride, and it's been good stuff. So, so that'll take us on to Justice League, forty-three. Rather than Dirty writing with Doug Mankey on the art, Joe, you know I say I, I appreciate about this. I appreciate that this was only a four-issue arc, and it ended when it should have ended. It didn't drag it on mm-hmm. to six issues. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate that. A little too quick. Little, little I, too uh... quick resolution for me. That's fair. I saw Vindy talking about what the next arc was, because obviously he's off it after that now, mm-hmm. because of circumstances. 
I'm sure we'll learn whatever the, the secret project is at some point. Um, right. It's talking about how his goal, and he had a few more arcs kind of mapped out vaguely, but was always to take two of the members, or, the, or at least one member and another area of continuity and kind of mash them together. So this here was Superman with the Eradicator and kind of the Daxamites, but then mm. throw it together with the, the Green Lantern angle of the Daxamites and that sort of mm. thing and kind of just mash them together. And the next one, he's doing the, the Spectre, uh, meets Wonder Woman and the Greek mythology, which I'm very much looking forward to. That'll be fun, especially given what he did on Hawkman. Yeah. I have more faith in him after that, so mm. that'll be fun. Yeah, so basically they're on the planet, and the Daxamites obviously are weaker, so, you know. And the... Superman as well. And Superman. Uh, I love the pages of Superman, you know, punching and then be like, ow, my fist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you know he never learned really how to throw a proper punch, because he never needed to. He's just stronger, so, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Eradicator, once he realizes that his, his army can't win, tries to kill them all. He's like, no, nope, yep. I will eradicate the, your inferior. You will not Basically, work. Never mind, on to the next plan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so just they obviously don't let him. Um, and, yeah. uh, and Superman kind of convinces him, hey, you can take my blood and you can use my DNA as much as you want. Because we're not obviously near a yellow sun, you can take my blood right now because I'm bleeding... Right. Uh, of course, Wonder Woman's like, no, I'm not having this. And she sneaks up behind him, stabs him with the sword, and then rips off his goddamn head. <laughs> yep, that's how, you, that's how you do it. Um, I, I do like Superman's reasoning, though, is because, uh, you know, him, he, he wants to be known as, as, you know, yes, he's Kal-El from Krypton, but he's also Clark Kent of Earth, in that he, he wants to honor Krypton, and he can do Krypton's legacy through the Eradicator, but, you know... Uh, it's always going to be a struggle for him. Mm-hmm. And I, I did like Vin Diddy touching on that, however briefly it was. Um, yeah, I, was going yeah, I mean, this page was fist pumping. I think this, this book, this arc has been a fun romp, and I think uh, it's kind of stayed true to what it is throughout, and I'll give that credit. I was kind of down the first issue for feeling a little bit kind of random, but for the most part, the story has been fun. I mean, if, I mean, a bit forgettable, sure. I know this is, you know, I don't really remember this in the future. Well, I saw him at the beginning and the end. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. it's going to be what a, a seven issue trade, I think, by the time it's finished. There's yeah, three more after this. Um, that's going to be a really nice just trade, just to you know some light reading. They could just call mm-hmm. it "Just Sleep" by Robin Day. <laughs> there you go, the whole thing, all of it. Uh, so the complete no. collection, the complete collection, all seven issues. Uh, and then, you know, Batman tries to recruit Xanadu for Justice League, and she's like, "Nope." Uh, but I'm so- beyond your mortal plans there bats so, yeah. yeah but then she's like oh stuff's coming though there's uh mm-hmm. there's stuff coming your way so just tease these monsters on the list next there was a really weird bit in this page for me mm-hmm. um that that really bothered me i don't know if it did anyone else but you know she's like hey you know i'll uh i'll, I'll give you a reading quickly free of charge as a yeah. favor and he pulls up the card and he goes judgment, judgment. which goes oh you, you you know your stuff i'm like it, it says, says judgment, judgment on the card yeah <laughs> i can see it it's right there i can see it on the art like what? that that's those keen i mean they call him the world's greatest detective for a reason he's, he's got yeah. the skills to to notice these things I, I'm, I'm gonna look this up in tarot what, what it's supposed to mean yeah maybe, maybe he knows what it means um yeah. but that wasn't the implication it was it, her was like she was just impressed he knew what the card was and i'm like <laughs> how, do you not think batman can read or something is, is that how low you think of him <laughs> she's she's super old and you know 
She is talking down to a young person. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe she remembers the time when no one, like, almost no one learned to read. So she's just, she's not used to the idea that everyone learns. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. It just it really stuck out to me. It, it... Also, here's how tarot works, right? Like, it, it depends on how they. Uh, it's up. How it's given to them. Um, yeah, if it's up or down, know, up or down, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so which one was it that it was given uh, to him? I, I assume, I assume up because he lifted it. And it's still, right. you know, it would be upside down unless you unless you show him rotate it, and you didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Well, I mean, it, it can mean healing and wholeness. It can mean a spiritual awakening. And this is my problem with this type of stuff because it's all, you know. Also, okay. general general meaning is you might be, you know, judging someone too harshly, which that's like Batman's bread and butter. So, like, <laughs> you know, oh, Jason would like a word. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, so. All I could hear when Matt said that was swear at me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, I don't have much to add, but just like, but honestly, it, it looked yeah. fine. It, it flowed well enough. It had some yeah. fun action beats. I enjoyed Wonder Woman ripping Eradicator's head off. I think yeah, that's the moment. Fun. That's the moment that made the issue. I think if that moment wasn't there, if they just let Eradicator go, it would have been a kind of a damp sort of squib of a finale. But that mm-hmm. moment gave it the just a bit of bite that it needed to. Okay, that was a fun ending. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, go for well, it. Because she used a magic sword to do it. Yep. Uh, which I, I like too. So that yep. was that was fun. Nice touch. Yeah. What are you giving it, Matt? And it actually it oh. feels like a nice link going into the next arc with the Greek mythology stuff. Oh sure. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, I'm gonna give it seven point five. It's perfectly fine. Car. Yeah. Same. I will also give it the seven point five. Seven point five is all red. Uh, Ryan endorsement, I suppose. Uh, so uh, that'll take us on to Aquaman 58, Kelly Sudeconic writing with Robson Rocket on the art. And I was not expecting the uh, the 10 month time jump on this man. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it judging it, from how it left. It was one of those things know? that I remembered reading it like that, I, that this was gonna happen once I started, uh-huh. but then I was like, didn't we leave last time on like a big moment? And then uh, I, I wasn't expecting the, the time jump to be here and now, yeah. The stuff with Orm and and bursting into the hospital, very soap opera like. <laughs> I expected there to be some payoff, and, and there's a little bit, but from where it goes. That said, that's my biggest problem with this issue. Yeah, I, because I have, everything else I really enjoy. I have to admit, I don't have much of a problem with the time jump. I feel like you know, we, we you know, because we find out you know, Mira's still in a coma. Orm's kind of yep. gaining political sort of gain in the ninth trade. He's, he's kind of he's kind of recruiting and almost inspiring people in the ninth trade and people that are down in those those parts yeah. of Atlantis to like sort of follow his cause. He's, he's giving them medicine and food and letting mm-hmm. them know that you know the higher ups don't care about you. He's he has this populist message. And it's a nice However, t- and it's a nice touch that they're including Dolphin here as a conduit for yeah. this, where we were seeing this through Dolphin's perspective. So we were kind of yeah. we're familiar with someone yeah. who's involved. And he's basically building an army, basically like, hey, if you take the medicine and food from me, you have to you have to join me in uh, of the city that he's from and uh, representing. Uh, that food and, and medicine is actually making them sick, right? Like he's orchestrating Probably. this. Yeah, yeah. Very like, possibly. That's what I got from the reading. I don't, um, tr- I don't trust them. Is basically yes, the key point. <laughs> yeah, so I do like that. That's dolphin, and then there's a you know the the guy that she meets is kind of the drawing her in. And whatnot. I, I liked a lot of his stuff, and um, he but, felt pretty genuine in it as well, though he wasn't yeah, being like I malicious. No, I don't think he knows what's going on. I think he really believes in, in Orm, and that Orm, you know, I was one of the highborns. Now I'm one of you. It's very shystery, but you can understand why people from the ninth tribe would, you know, 
see the appeal. Uh, see the appeal to him. Yeah. So all of that stuff, but what Kelly Sue's really in the, I really love what she does on this book is the the entire community mm-hmm. of of the surface world and how they all play in. And now basically it's literally the town raising little baby Andy. Well, what's great about uh, it is it's not even just the surface world. It's, it's those like that group of gods that we got from the island. Yeah. And then we also have, yeah, well, you know, Aqualad and his mom. You know, like yeah. there's a whole mix because you know, Andy, the, the kid, you know, that's what she's called. She, she, who's obviously 10 months old now, she leaps off a cliff and luckily one of the monsters, the Callie, is able to show up and, uh, yeah. and grab, yeah. grab her. And it becomes this funny thing where... So we get to see Aquaman being Aquadad and we yeah. see him visit Mira. He brings flowers to go talk to Mira and talk about their, their kid. Uh, his hair's all put back and he's looking kind of old school. I, I do like how he was wearing that just kind of plain orange shirt and they're like, you're not really going to wear that, are you? <laughs> and then he puts on a more proper Aquaman-y you know, um, so I thought that was a lot of fun. Going, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. And then, you know, um, I'm drawing a blank. Again, too many names in my name. The the regent. He's Volko. Volko. Yeah, yeah, yeah Volto. Thank you. Um, Volko. He wants to talk to not Volto. Volko. Volto. Volko. Whatever. Um, I'm tired too. <laughs> my sleep schedule's been all over the place. I don't know how you do it, Pete. Honestly. But great, you know, but great difficulty. What it is, yeah. Matt, is, is not leaving the house screws you up. You're like, what, it does. What, what do I do? Do I just sleep for four hours right. in the afternoon? That, this is what working oh, at home, not? working at home, does this to you. You don't have a, yeah. a strict and so like thing, right? And so I still try to go to bed, but my, you know, staying up playing board games or staying up and watching movies, it's getting me out of my normal. So now my sleep schedule is just all over the place. Matt, and, just have an afternoon nap and it'll solve all yeah, your problems. I'll be fine. Yeah, just right now, trying to recall names. Super tough. Give it, give it another week and you'll be begging for that afternoon. Yeah, break. and then that's when I'll get the call that it's time to come back to work and I'll be completely screwed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So anyways, yeah. uh, Volko has something to talk to Arthur about and you know, we don't get payoff until the end. About, yeah, we find out know, that basically so like, he, he was asking permission because we see Volko at the start of the issue looking at a, mm-hmm. like a message from Mira and yep. basically, presumably, this message from Mira told him, no, go through with the wedding, take control of Atlantis so you can actually lead it. Because right now, you know, we see Orms getting support and maybe this can lead to something. So uh, Aquaman's not happy about it. Uh, Tula reacts to this as well and says, you can't do this. Are you crazy? You can't let Volko do this. This hurts you. You know it does. And he, he gets kind of angry, but he calms down. He's like, I'm sorry for shouting. Clearly it affects me. But what am I supposed to do? Just like have the, the have it her atlantis in disarray because it hurts my feelings and then the cliffhanger right. at the end though is he goes up to see andy and andy's left uh she's went scattering out the window or maybe someone's taken her we don't know we have no idea yeah. if it's a serious cliffhanger or just like a oh she's sauntered off because she's a little troublemaker again right well and we know that orm sees her as you know little baby andy is a threat yeah. so this could be one of orm's machinations also uh correction uh miguel madoncha was the artist on this uh, comicsology completely lied to me uh i just got gotcha. to the credits page gotcha. uh, we should have caught that but i was being to be fair i actually think it fits Madonna. with the style that roca usually has it didn't feel that yeah different to i know i'm just in a couple of issues on this right now yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but, really but like the styles aren't so different that I was, I, you know, that it felt like a lie to me. I was like, oh yeah, I can buy you that. You immediately went, that can't be right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. But yeah. no, um, I really like this. I really like Kelly Sue's. I like the issues about it. has been real lucky since Rebirth. Like, outside of that first arc, it's gotten pretty good, yeah. you know, in, in I, steps. 
I think I'm, I'm a little bit more down on this issue than you guys. Not that yeah. there's anything bad in it. I can't, I probably like everything in it. I'm just missing some of the stuff in the time gap. Like, um, I, I wanted to see Arthur, you know, learning how to be a dad at the very start. Like, what the hell yeah. do we do? What, what the hell do I do? And, you know, and, and okay, we're, now we've got, okay, all the, the village oh. and, you know, the, the gods all stepped in. But just yeah. seeing them try and help at first and him just being completely overwhelmed, that would have been really fun to have an issue or two of. No, but it also is like the sitcom rule. You never want a baby on set, so you age up the kid as quick as possible. That That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, I kind of don't want to do the whole baby thing. Ah, we'll time there, jump. Was a, there was an issue or two of fun things to do yeah. before we jumped ahead. Yeah. But other than that, like, other than, because I agree with Connor a little bit there, I still really enjoyed the issue. It was a lot of fun to read. Yeah, no, I like, mm-hmm. I like what they're doing. I like what they're setting up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting new dynamic, and I'm into it. I'm, in, I'm, into, mm-hmm. I'm into what she's doing. So, uh, Matt, what are you giving Aquaman? Uh, I'm going to give this an 8.5. Connor? I really enjoyed it. Connor? 7 from me. I'm going to give it a solid 8. So, uh, there you go. That is Aquaman. Uh, that'll take us on to Jimmy Olsen, issue 9. Uh, Matt for action writing with Steve Lieber on the art. Take it away, dude. Yeah. So, the summation of this this issue is Jimmy finds out who's been trying to kill him through a series yeah. of uh, threads that start getting pulled together here is that the reason that the Porcadillo knows Jimmy is because in his off time, Jimmy takes headshots because, of course, the villains use, use headshots. Yep. Uh, and that he became Jimmy's kind of ear to the underground in case someone decided they're going to try to kill him, that he had Jimmy's back. So he's been trying to find Jimmy to let them know that, that there's basically a, a thing out for him. Um, but while he's on the run, they stop by Candorland, uh, which apparently is from the bottled city that when it got broken open, uh, it was a amusement park that was in Candor that is there now. Was, it was a, there was another bottled sea inside of Candor. Inside, right, and and now it's in mid eastern, you know, northern Virginia. Like it's it's some and, uh, nonsense. It was, uh, the, the the pride of central eastern mid northern Virginia. Yeah, right. So, so this completely more, and he's there with with you know the 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 doctor and the doctors. You know, you know. Uh, Jewel Seal, or what was she? Interdimensional Thief daughter, and they're kind of just laying low while uh, um, they find out all this together. And we get some fun little Olsen bits of, of Jimmy. Basically, his from an early age, his brother wanted to swindle people out of money, and his sister, while being from the same place, is the opposite and basically wants to usher in the French Revolution. And so as as Jimmy and Julian are talking, she's building guillotines or guillotines. That, yeah, that opening bit about how you know Julian is you know is, yep. is so wealthy and this this obscenity and this late stage yep. capitalism has made victims yep. of the entire world. I'm like, yep. damn it, Fraction! I came to read this comic to get away from the outside world right yep, now. Yep, yep, yep. So, and we see them constantly at odds, and Jimmy kind of stuck in the middle between them because. Basically, he takes his brother's advice and sets up a money for bugs service that he'll give you money if you bring him bugs. And Julian's like, well, that's, that's not how this works. He's like, yeah, but I like bugs and I have enough money. So 
if you bring me something that I want, I'll give you something I don't want. And it, it you know, it's kind of that he's not that he's the black sheep, but him and his brother have never seen eye to eye. Uh, there's another piece in this where the dad wants to to talk with him, and that's where it snaps him out of the Lil Olsen's bit. Uh, but as he's talking, it's just a bunch of gibberish. Yeah, there's and, like the odd word here or there right. that that makes sense, and the rest of it is nonsense. Right. So it's like, you know, my oldest son. Julian, hooli booly beanzeem, zippy zappy, som yum blom yeah. And I was like, I was like, Fraction's really going, leaning into the, you know, long Olsen names. But then I realized what he was doing is it's Jimmy's not listening. Yeah. So and, and it's just yeah, I appreciate again touching the lettering. The yeah. actual words that are cutting through are bolded, uh-huh. so you can just kind right. of skim it and see funds, dividends, disperse, right. discretionary, and you you can get. Okay, there's something going on that right. he's just not and, paying attention to. And he's he's daydreaming about all the adventures he wants to have with bugs and dinosaurs and just Jimmy and Jimmy Mothra. Olsen the Dreamer. And Mothra, yeah. And so his brother snaps him out of it, and that's when you find out this is something from their teen years, and it was about the, the Olsen family trust. So I'm, I'm feeling that's going to come in the next I three issues. Like Jimmy got swindled out of his trust, or, the, yep. it was a, or alternatively... Julian could get all of it if Jimmy if was dead. Jimmy's, right. And so um, he, Jimmy goes to a, a casino night for, for a we charity. Ha- yeah. We have a, a Goldfinger thing, which is yep. not subtle, and it references it itself. But he comes yep. up out of the wetsuit and pulls out into the, the white tux, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm into it. And, yeah, and so he goes to the casino night where he he finds Lex Luthor and Ends up not understanding. Poker. Yeah, well, that's not even poker. They're playing some weird game that there's actually no rules for because Jimmy ends up losing because they deal him the rules of poker card, right? Yeah. Uh, no, to get out of the desk. So he lost everything, and then Luther ends up meeting him outside, and Luther's got a cigar, and it's all very. There's, you there's know, a bit where you know he's sweating over it, and you know he's seeing uh, it, and he's eyeline, he's like, "Oh my god, is he aiming that cigar at me?" And then he lights yep. it, and he's just he's like, "Okay, relax." Right, and you come to find out that Luther goes, I, I told you I wasn't the one killing you because I want to see your face when I've completely destroyed you and won. And then he takes a picture after he tells him, your brother's the one that's trying to kill you, and takes Jimmy's picture. And then Jimmy's completely shook by this, you know, uh, yeah. and recedes back into the, the wetsuit. This, this is my favorite. My, my favorite. He doesn't put the wetsuit no. back on. He just no. takes the tux off, and he has another wetsuit on no. underneath. And so, so good. he was acting in the water. Yeah. The art's really, really, really well done uh, because I, I like that Lieber jumps between all those different styles of the comic uh, strip Lil Olsen's and then how that, you know, cuts into the what he's doing now, but as they were younger. Uh, yeah. And then uh, there's the bit with the porcadillo in the middle when he's telling the story about uh, right. his, his dad and grandfather, you know, uh, Annihilation and Annihilation Junior, and they wanted him to be Annihilation Junior Junior. Right. But he wanted to make his own name, and and that's why him and Jimmy really hit it off, is because they were both the same, that they both yeah. wanted to kind of do their own thing and not just take the family business. Yeah, um, and there's a bit where he sat on the the, the, the chair trying to decide his name, mm-hmm. and a, a croc comes flying through his window, as right. in like the, you know, the the shoe. The bat, yes, father, I'll, I'll become. And the... he goes, yes, father, I shall become. And the the guy interviewing him, Corrigan's like yeah. a croc, the crocodile, kill a croc, UK, and he's just like, let me finish, damn it. Um, yeah. but that, that was cracking me up. Yep. Yeah, so, not another great issue 
from from this Jimmy story. Nothing I can fault in this issue. I was laughing constantly. Yeah. I uh, mean, it's all coming together. The, the Candor Land really cracked me up because of all the different stuff. And you see Janie trying to go to this ATM and then trying to destroy said ATM. And then uh, the, the gag with arm fall off boy. Oh, I, that's a part I, I forgot about. Where you have arm fall off boy, and there's a, a bit where Olsen's doing it for uh, the uh, for the planet, and he basically learned that you can't, you know, arm fall off boy can't go to the theme parks because arms fall off, and he goes it on affects the his whole family. And puts his arms up, and yeah. then the arms all fly yeah. off. And uh, his whole family, and they all have different, you know, mom, head fall off mom. Head fall off and, mom, legs fall apart in segments, dad, fingers fall right. off gal. Right, and so <laughs> through some bondage wear and ingenuity, they end up, you know, making harnesses that allow them to visit. Yeah, the courtesy of Swamp Thing. Courtesy of Swamp Thing. So there's this whole thing, and, and Perry's back, they're like, yeah, no, we need you... You know, doing dangerous stuff again. We don't need this, you know, fluff family piece, however important you think it is. Whereas, you know, and then you see Perry, like, almost pain that he has to tell Jimmy this because, you know, he's he is worried about the guy. Um, yeah. But no, no, another good issue. What, what's your rating it, Connor? Uh, I'm giving it a nine. I just, I love this book so much. Yeah, me too. I'm going to give that a nine as well. It's, you know, art's top notch and Fraction's having fun. I hope, hope we get more of this. Going forward, because I, I really like what they're doing here. Yeah. All right, I'll take us on to Deceased the Unkillables issue two. Tom Taylor writing with Carl Muster on the art. The last issue, you know, left us off with the with the Red Hood and Cass and Jim Gordon at the orphanage and it was a blood haven and then mm -hmm. we had the villains in the, the weird tree island place uh <laughs> so yeah, we had, tree lobsters tree lobsters team like, tree lobster team tree yeah. lobster yes creeper I, i'm a creeper fan all of a sudden i don't know what tom taylor what have you done to me <laughs> uh how does tom taylor keep doing like this this I, like I, I like i'm reading this issue and it's just so full of, it's like every idea he could possibly have about how to use say mirror master in the in right. the context of this crisis and it just everything plays perfectly. He understands not just the group dynamics, right? But he understands characterization in, in the greater DCU, I think. Mm -hmm. And and from over his work at, at Marvel, from what I've read too, like I know you really like his his Wolverine, right? Wasn't that kind of similar, right? He just knows how to use yeah, I mean the characters, just, you know, just and, and that, that yeah. stuff. Because he had he had Dakin in that series, and I like I I can kill us a bit Dakin, but he was fine right. in that book. And and so here, like he understands what makes Vandal Savage work and and Deathstroke and it's just all of them. And I mean Shiva and Cass in this, yeah, the, is just yeah. perfect. The big oh, 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 you got you got the way you got Rose and uh, playing off of Slade as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. you, you got all these dynamics. You know, the book starts off. It kind of it doesn't quite bookend. It's a little bit before the end, but the the starts with Gordon and Red Hood kind of debating if they should kill the zombies that they've got locked up in like the gym or whatever it is, and. And Gordon's like, no, no, they're still kids. They're still people. We can't just kill them. So, Not anymore, bud. Yeah. You so, know? and obviously, you've watched a lot of zombie movies. You, you, we were all at the point where we're like, yeah, they're zombies. They just kill them. But obviously, you get why in a real world situation that you wouldn't jump well, to believing that. And and Slade's even like, who'd you lose? Because I, I know that look. I, I lost both of my boys. Oh yeah, that comes oh. much later. Yeah. Oh, um, does that? Oh yeah, because yeah. that's not until Slade's there. Slade's not here yet. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, because Slade's, because uh, because they're talking about because uh, they hear on the radio that uh, they hear the right. broadcast of Lois and all the heroes leaving, 
uh, get to, even Earth. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and so it, they talk about the, the two uh, sanctuaries, the Gotham mm. uh, jungle, and which I, I feel now he's seeding stuff for later. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh yeah, right. this is this is two. We're it's like, going to be two completely separate civilizations, isn't it? Yeah, it, you're right. And Themyscira, and we saw what happened there in, in deceased. And I like that Gordon's like, well, no, that that's a whole city away. We can't risk it. It's like you yeah, know, so we could get there, but not with all right. the kids. So no. we get this idea where Shiva's like, I need to see my daughter to Mirror Master. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we can use Mirror Master to get around. This is kind of fancy. Mm-hmm. Like they've got this this tactic, right? Which set up last issue. But she shows right. up at the orphanage, and she wants to talk to Cass, and Mary Master's like, oh, we need to go, can we move this on? We're, you know, Vandal Savage is going mm-hmm. to be pissed if we took this little trip oh. we're not supposed to, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And Cass is like, I'll come, but only if I can bring everyone else with me. If I, bring, right. if I can bring the kids and everyone, then sure. Oof. Yeah. And, and then, then they start... A little bit of a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they start to fight, and it's the two greatest martial artists in the DCU and going shot Jace. for shot. Well, wow. yeah, the, the best part of this is that Shiva, you know, Jason thinks he's breaking it up and Shiva just kicks him in the face and he gets That image, floored. I got the KO from, from Street Fighter. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, but the best part of all this, though, is that when Shiva decides to leave, because uh, Miramas is leaving, he says, time yeah. to go, uh, Cash just says, you know, you could stay, but, you know, before she goes, and she's like, goodbye, daughter. I'm like, oh, Shiva, you cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> like, of course. <laughs> that's why she calls herself orphan oh, obviously yeah <laughs> uh so that was great stuff savage is pissed about this when they get back though right. and everyone's like okay we have to calm down we can, you know we're a bunch of super villains we can't get mad at each other uh they're experiment on creeper and he wants to experiment on because actually speaking about chaos uh right. <laughs> the uh, death stroke being punched right. in the face yeah oh it's good stuff but they want to try and use the regenerating abilities because they're both immune to the virus so they're like oh we need to try and fix this uh but using your dna uh but then of course rose comes in kills vandal savage or stabs him in the back at least yeah yeah it's not gonna kill him but it'll it'll slow him down Uh, yeah right uh and they want to get out of here and unfortunately for them because because rose reminds everyone hey i can see you know a little bit into the future and she she sees something goes oh my god run and she's like wait what is it what did you see he's like i don't want to spoil surprise Next page, zombie Wonder Woman comes crashing through the wall. Wonder Woman's I, I never been more terrifying. Well, Vandal's like, I've lived for 53,000 years. I'm really surprised. Right. And, then, and then that comes through and just goes, oh shit. Yep. Wonder Woman's a zombie. And she rips him in half. Yep. And oh, just let me clarify. When I say in half, I don't mean she grabs a leg and a head and rips him no. that way. No, she splits him down the middle. I laterally. You know, leaves so him with her hands. Uh, yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, we can't take on like zombie superheroes. Like they're going to mm-hmm. like you know destroy In- us." Into the mirror. Yeah. So Mirror Master <laughs> actually escapes them to the orphanage because that's the last place they'd right. been. He goes back for Cold though, and of course Mirror Master gets uh gets best bet because Cold's this- already. Yeah, turned that's not by that the point. most classic zombie moment any of these books have done yet, as well with the you know yep. Cold just coming up behind him and biting. Mm-hmm. And so. This is the beauty of Tom King. I don't like Mirror Master's probably not in my top rogues. However, him getting bit by zombified cold and, and seeing their relationship because they're rogues early on, it left me out going, oh shit, when it happened. Yep. So, no. yeah. This is so good. And it gives us this wonderful thing where he, he set up these two camps and now he throw them together here. And it was like, okay, after a minute, they're like, okay, they're not coming. Mirror Master and Cold aren't coming. 
mm-hmm. and we have to deal with the fact, okay, now we have this team of villains. We have Deathstroke, we have Bane, we have Shiva, we have Creeper and Cheetah, and now they're going to have to coexist with Red Hood and Gordon and Cass and these yeah. orphans. And it's like, okay, how does this work? And we get this insane montage of like, okay, this is how the supervillains kind of start to integrate and they start to teach the kids classes and we get... We get that, I, like how, uh, I like how Deathstroke pulls Gordon aside as well and be like, look, you need this to step up and, and kind of get in there and lead this. Otherwise, Bane's going to take charge. And I don't think you want that. Yeah. No. And he even says, yeah, like, you know, you don't think you had corrupt cops under your command when you were commissioner. Look, you can do this without having to trust them all. And I, I like this idea that Slade is also kind of taking a role here as being second in command, but he knows that he can't be the leader. He's like, no, Gordon, right. you have to do it. Yeah. Uh, right. So he knows and, roles. And, yeah. No, Deadshot training them with, with uh, slingshots. Slingshots. And then looking yeah. at that one kid. In fact, it's, it's before the montage there where they, they insist to kill the zombies. And like, right. it's, it's that moment where Slade's like, look, we'll do this. And Jason sort of joins in as well. So like, yep. we have to, we have to do this. And it's this dark thing. Uh, but yeah, we get this insane panel of all the kids staring at the, the villains and like, okay, how do we coexist now? Uh, and we get them teaching different lessons. We have, uh, there's just little details here where Cass and Shiva are teaching them hand-to-hand combat and Cass like says, good. And I used to see Shiva behind and go, adequate. Adequate, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, or even uh, Creeper saying, uh, witty things to say when beheading the undead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that that's his lesson. I'm like, yes, Creeper, get in there. I'm, I'm so yeah, in yeah. for this. Bane Tapping. doing, what was he doing, history? <laughs> was, was I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like everyone, and also, moment of the issue, surely it has to be the kid petting uh, Cheetah and saying, good kitty. Uh-huh. Good kitty. Yeah. You're yeah. a good teacher Wonder and a Woman? good kitty. Yeah, Wonder Woman's never that wondrous, if you ask me. I like I like that that she's still being petty. Yeah. Right. You know about zombie. Uh, yeah. Also, one of them saying that they can't understand Bane through the mask because it's too muffled. Oh yeah, that was funny. Oh, so good. Where's, where's my cat? Huh? Where's my cat? Is too muffled? You say? <laughs> As well, like you, yeah, the kid being really upset that they're only getting slingshots and not guns yep. and dead shots, like. Hello, I teach you how to cave in a skull with a slingshot. That's uh, I love that one too. Yeah. Oh, uh, but... so good. And then the weird like dad skills of Deathstroke when he sees like uh, he sees his daughter in Red Hood like talking. He's like, "Are you two a thing now?" And like, "What are we talking about?" It's like, "Look, you might as well get it while you can because there's not a lot of options anymore. So you might as well shut up." That's that's yeah. such a weird thing for a dad to say to his daughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've never he says, been he the typical like, he's, like, he's like, "Yeah, you should probably you know." Not a lot of happy out there. You should find it where you can. We're probably all going to die screaming. So he's, he's doing it in not a yeah. Go screw in the in the in the van. He's not like it's not like yeah. he's saying it's, that. Yeah, but it's borderline that. Like it's like you two have a sex. Also, show. him 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 telling the kid the dead won't wait. Get up if you fall. Don't waste time. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, Slade. Like he is like the shitty gym teacher, isn't he? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and even Rose been like, I know you're about to kiss me because you can see it in the future. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a kind of an oddly sweet moment. Uh, but of course, after that, we get the real horror of the book where Mirror Master can travel through mirrors and he can still do that even as a zombie. So we get him coming through the mirror behind Bane, who has taken off his mask to alleviate the concerns from before, but he's just too yeah. muffled. It's so weird seeing Bane just like that, isn't it? So, yeah, so Bane actually gets nabbed from behind. He's, he's his Venom uh, tank gets... Th- I mean... Uh, we yep. see blood, so he is scratched as well. It's not just the, the venom. Yep. Oh, yeah, no. He, he, he falls to the virus. And we see people uh, get, like, dead. Deadshot gets, like, grabbed through the, the mirror and pulled in. 
and you know the Gordon's left behind and we, we just see the two feet fall from the mirror like solidifying yeah. again yep beautiful stuff yeah and then to be fair Deadshot, Deadshot does that trying to save the kid and you know right. jumping in his place and he does jumping out and, of place. Like, yeah. the, the kid that he taught how to cave in a skull yeah yeah and he does this thing where it's like no this virus is smart and it basically upped the odds because it couldn't get in here it wanted to get in here to get to everyone and it, it bane yeah. runs out creates a hole and now all the zombies can get in so hell of a cliffhanger getting to your third and final issue uh mm-hmm. i love this this everything about this issue was like characters playing off each other in ways that we've not seen before mm-hmm. but make complete sense given who they are it was like forcing these villains to work with the kids and oddly kind of sweet and then doing so like in a few pages it was like oh this is kind of sweet seeing like catwoman or not catwoman sorry cheetah bond with uh this kid or it was kind of sweet seeing bane teach history or or you know creepers cracking jokes like mm-hmm. this was and i assume some of these characters will probably pop up in deceased 2 as well they'll maybe end up yeah. teaming up uh and and deceased 2 with uh maybe maybe it'll even end with them getting to the uh the, 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 one of the sanctuaries well, yeah. well, let's see who's left alive first <laughs> there's gonna be one whether it's slater gordon one of the two leaders is going to get it, Poseidon adventure style, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, loved it. Um, it. Much I like hate just you know, always giving Tom Taylor's books like the crazy high praise mm-hmm. and score, but they're always just that damn good. I feel like you mm-hmm. know, like they are much like last time, like some weird faces here or there, uh, yeah, that you know aren't particularly great, but for the most part, it's it's pretty solid uh, in terms of what the overall book is doing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good stuff. <laughs> As Matt's wife cameos uh, in the background. Yeah, well, the cat was sitting there trying to open the door, and so I text her if she could come let the cat out, so she stops making so much noise. Uh, good stuff. Uh, so no, uh, wonderful stuff. Everything's just so inventive and fun, and everything plays true to the characters. And well, doing all this also makes me get a fan of someone that I never really thought about before. So, mm-hmm. you know, credit where credit is due. Uh, Matt, what are you giving the CC on Killables issue two? I'm giving it because I'm not like so the arc's good. I'm not a fan of the, it's. It's a little bit too quietly, and I'm not a quietly guy. I know mm-hmm. it's insane to some people. It's still too much like that. So I gotta, I gotta shave this a little and just give it a nine. <laughs> Connor, who are you giving it? Um, I'm also going a nine, but <laughs> that, that wasn't with me shaving anything off. Not really. Yeah, I am also yeah. going to give it a nine as well. And again, if if if, if the art was more. Uh, like if those faces weren't there, it may have got a nine point five. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there we go, nine out of ten. Uh, that will take us on to plunge issue two, right? The 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 Hell House uh, black label stuff. Uh, plunge mm-hmm. issue two, Joe Hill writing with Stuart Eminem on the art. This is they found the the the, the corpse, although it was talking last issue, and obviously the main character brings right. it up with, with the worms, right? Yeah. That, that are now mysteriously gone, and the body's been cold, so it's been there for a while. They just don't know how long. Yeah, everything. Yeah, they kind of make a point of going out here. That could be a day. It could be an hour. Yeah, right. like honestly, this issue like went because for... last issue it was mostly just teasing stuff, and then the one thing at the uh-huh. end. This issue had like five things happening. <laughs> the, the, this all... ramped it up so fast. <laughs> like, so you know, sitting reading this this morning, and uh, my mother was like, "Oh, what are what are you reading? What's that about?" And I kind of sold it on her. She goes, "Huh? Let me know how that goes." <laughs> so the fact like this concept is is you know. 
Yeah. So just easily to, transferable to other people. Like it's, it's oh, real cool. Obviously, the debate what's going on here and who this guy is and other other survivors, yada yada yada. Yep. But ultimately, they split up into teams uh, where a couple of them go back to the ship and they, they take the corpse back with them to sort of look at it. And none of them, none yep. of them, none of them are. I mean, there's even a joke actually how none of them are qualified oh. to do an autopsy or like that. The, you know, there's a no. guy, there's a guy who's got some basic first aid kind of training, oh. but yeah, he he's a registered nurse on yeah. the ship. Right, and he's like, if you need a flu shot or you know something smaller, I'm your guy. But a full-on medical autopsy, yeah, you know, we gotta take this guy back. Yeah. Uh, also, that they only brought enough body bags, you know. So if if the crew something happens to them, they gotta figure out what they're wrapping them up in to get them home. Mm. I was like, dang, Joe Hill, that's dark. Yeah, that's really dark. <laughs> we we do see a couple of other figures in the same sort of outfits watching mm-hmm. them from the, the, the trees at one point as well. Like prison outfits, aren't they? Yeah, they're little prison a outfits. Little, yeah. Well, they look like work, like like jumpsuits. Yeah, right? like you know, yeah. so not not necessarily it's, prison, the, but the bright orange shouts prison yeah. to me though. There's also uh, the joke here about how they all say how bad the coffee is that this guy made, uh, but it turns out it was just mushroom tea. What oh, sounds? Don't do that to me. That's the most disgusting. St- I, mean, I don't even like coffee, but mushroom tea sounds like the I most don't disgusting like thing ever. And the fact that you're gonna allow me to believe that it's coffee, <laughs> and then uh, I also love like, like a, how do you mess I've up had a mushroom tea before? Yeah, I don't see. Do you like mushrooms, O'Connor? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't like I, mushrooms. I hate mushrooms. They're, they're weird. Disgusting. So, um, but yeah. So I thought that was a real good joke. Um, and just again, all the characters playing off of each other that I liked in the first issue, it's still here. Like because they they partner off, and some go back to the ship, and others are gonna explore the island. And yeah, the first the, thing I think I want to talk about actually, because the uh, uh-huh. the the representative from the company. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of these books where, other than the, obviously Carpenter, because it's Carpenter. <laughs> right. I'm not going to remember the names that well, but the representative for the company, when they have the guy in the body bag, you know, that they've brought back, he sort of yeah. stays back for a second and says something really ominous, where he says, yeah. he's like, Hello, Peter, you don't look a deal on the photographs. We got your message. Sorry it took us so long to get back to you. So he was expecting some of this. He wasn't necessarily expecting exactly what was going to yeah. happen, but he got, he, yeah. they had a, a specific message. So, yeah. So, and- Okay, you don't look a day older than the photographs, which implies they were a while ago. Yeah, yeah, because I yeah because the others aren't assuming the others are assuming these aren't the people from the ship they're looking for because the the they're, they're too new looking. They're not they're not like they're not from the thirty years ago or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, they'd be so yeah. decomposed by this point if there were th- those people. Right, and then we on, on, on yeah. top of that, they talk about how maybe the signal could have got done, and uh, the 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 art kind of lingers on on the representative. I'm gonna call mm-hmm. him the riser. Right, the Paul like Reiser, yeah, yeah, the, the, the Burke. He's, he's a Burke. Like, yeah, like, uh, you're 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 getting a little too close to this. It was a you bad know, so call, was like, Ripley. Oh, it was a bad are we call. Going to overlook the body bag unzipping itself oh that's that also yeah that's also in that well i mean that's going to become more relevant in a minute when we talk about how the yep. fact that he's up stabbing people in the head with an axe yeah but just, i love that <laughs> moment where yeah. you know because he's doing that that kind of he stands behind and, and kind of gives mm-hmm. that speech yeah they and said, then it just cuts out and, and you're just like okay why are we still here and then it just unzips and you're like, oh shit and then captain and then carpenter goes, and the other guy are sent down a drone to the, the ship wreckage right because they mm-hmm. want to see what it's like before they go down themselves and yep. a giant sea monster comes out and eats the damn thing. <laughs> yep. I mean, so, like, uh, which looks like a big version of one of those worms that we saw in the last issue. Yeah. Like it, the thing's really big compared to the. I mean, I don't know how long, uh, how big this this subdrone is, but if they're ones like in real life, I mean, they're a pretty good size. Yeah. You know, they're about five feet across. So if that's what 
This thing is it, that thing's yeah, huge. You can see it in context of the ship that it comes out. Yes, yeah, yeah. giant. Yeah, and then the English marine biologist uh, and the other dude find like these weird crab things, and it's like she goes out to check the other one. She actually goes out into the water, and he's like, "This is a crazy. You're going to end up getting like frostbite." And she I finds yeah. she she finds like a pillar, like this like ceremonial it's like pillar, a, it's like a totem pole. Yeah, uh, almost uh, like a totem pole, but done in almost a a, a tiki style. It's not. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely say this, as much as I know, it's not endemic of that style, you know what I mean? It's definitely something else. It is. Um, it's really, it's got those worms going in and out of mouths. It's uh, kind of, uh, that's that's what it all, all seems to be made up right. of. And, oof. So, uh, also the, the other part of, uh, of the local guy that came with them, he's like, oh, it's kind of my duty as, as being a First Nations person. Um... Also, I get seasick, so I kind of just want to go back. Yeah, I thought that was a fun moment. That was earlier in the in the thing. Um, yeah, it's because yeah, it's, it's after the, uh, the the poll that we get probably the best mm-hmm. art in the book, I think, which is the the I'll just call him the zombie for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Uh, him breaking out the axe and like him like hitting like the the generators the or whatever. Engineer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like you know, just all the sparks, the the way the light hits some in the shadows, it's just so good. But it turns off the at least some of the power. And we get him axing the the engineer dude, and then going yeah. after the so. And honestly, I said that was the best art. I'd forgotten about the page that's coming up with the ship on fire because that's also yep. absolutely gorgeous. And it's this yep. uh, ironic cut as well, isn't it? Where it's yeah, uh, I, I think you know we'll, we'll be safer here yeah. than on the boat. The, the or, classic or we'll be safer yep. on the boat. The classic then, yeah. Josh Whedon ironic cut of the uh, uh-huh. jump to the, the the opposite thing happening. Uh, uh, I can't stress this enough that we'd be a lot safer on the boat. <laughs> cut to fire yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so oh and, shoot that's a real thing and i love the uh the the, the coloring after this though because on on the boat and they're trying to put out the fire whatever with whatever mm-hmm. measures they're taking uh, everything's like bathed in red and it's it's that it's that that red alert light that you always get on ships yep. when everything's going bad uh, I love just the, uh, you immediately get what it's doing. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then meanwhile, the other dudes who are exploring the island looking for uh, any other bodies or survivors find this cave with all these numbers uh, mm-hmm. and, and drawings it's, on well, it. Well, one number in particular, it's it's pi because it starts outside and you know you can see you know the, the first handful. Oh, wait, of hold on. Did, did they actually were they sure it was pi or did they, did he just joke that it was pi? I mean, it starts well, at three point one four one five nine. But, yeah, uh, okay, I, I didn't yeah. I didn't catch that. Uh, I thought he was just joking that uh, he thought it might be pi. No, I think it is because yeah. that's what those first digits. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I can tell you the first three is like okay, that's definitely pi. Oh yeah, it's three, a reasonable uh, assumption that th- the rest is three point one four is. But I, I didn't necessarily notice that. It wasn't until he was inside where he said something about this being like some sort of long strand of pi, and I thought, oh, he's just cracking a joke. That's maybe what it is. But fair enough, yeah, it's pi then. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, there's, there's definitely because this is the the second instance of carved. mathematical formula in this yeah. issue because there's one right. uh, earlier on. The title page uh, has one on the on the ship. Yeah. And even actually the credits, they replaced some in each of their names. They replaced like one of the the letters with a number. Oh, so Joe right. Hill, the the I is a one. Yeah. Right. Um, so then the end of the issue is this: the guy in the cave, and we just see all these hands coming out of a crevice behind him. Uh, so that's your your sort of dark cliffhanger. So there's so much going on. You know, last issue it was so straightforward, and there was just one cliffhanger at the end. This issue has like four cliffhangers. There's like so, four different groups of people all encountering something different. There's, there's so much in the back half of this issue that it's just like, wow, how did you fit all this into like twenty odd pages? Yeah. So um, those fire extinguisher grenades are real. 
Yeah, I figured they were. I I did not know that. Those must be real. Yeah, 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 right. So I thought. Do they release? Is it? Is it? Is it like foam ones? I I take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So So it's. They hit the air and expand into the foam. Yeah. Smother. That's not that you should. Not that you should waste them, but I do think they'd be fun to play with. (laughs) Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, it's it's kind of like like a fire extinguisher too. It's like, I've always I've never got to to use one, but I've kind of always wanted to sit in a rolling chair. And, and become well, a rocket for a minute. I won't lie to you. They're kind of fun mm-hmm. to use. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do we, we, we want to the context? Oh, we have to do training on the notebook. Gotcha. Um, um, but, but yeah, so as they find all these carvings with, with you know, it looks like, you know... Uh... Yeah, actually, on that note, I just want to point out here, because I remember as in school, a couple of idiots actually wasted a fire extinguisher. It wasn't even in the school building. It was in, like, a separate building that we were visiting for something. And all I could think was, yeah, but what if there's a fire here and they think their fire extinguishers they are good to go and it's empty. Right. So don't don't it's waste a... don't waste fire extinguishers no. that people will be expecting yeah, we, we to be have, full. We have to do checks on them every week to yeah. check that our fire extinguishers are still full in date and you know the pins yeah, are still yeah, in yeah. and everything. So uh, I would I would assume they did too, but you know. Yeah, um, but yeah, at the end of this though, where well, there's all the carvings, it looks like the little bugs are coming out of that carving. Or with all the pie numbers, and then uh, behind them, behind one of the brothers, it's a bunch of gross undead hands reaching for him. So, yeah, yikes. Yep. So, yeah. Now we got fun. We got it's a good fun with this issue. I think. Uh, you know, I'm digging. I mean, I wasn't expecting to go this deep into all these things at once. It felt <sighs> like it, it's maybe a little bit of a criticism. That it felt like such a sudden ramping up of like last issue was mm. such this slow burn. Like we're just kind of dipping our toes in with tease a little bit and it felt like mostly relatively normal and then this just went screw it here's everything at once mm. mm-hmm. so we'll see how it maps out but i still loved it though like i mean the art looks great the uh the characters are still fun to be around even if yeah i don't necessarily remember every character like super well from the first issue it's always a problem with these sort of more uh, original stories where you, especially we've got a big cast the characters but yeah. you know i remembered the roles of the characters for the most part uh, yeah so I was able to kind of like get through it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, uh, plunge issue, issue two. Uh, Matt, what are you giving it? I'm giving this a 9.5. <laughs> I really enjoy this book. I I cannot wait to read it again all, all in one go. Yeah, you know? like, I get you, I get you. Uh, Carl, what are you giving it? See, I feel like I'm giving it really low after that. I'm, I'm giving it an 8. Oh. I would have given it an 8.5, yeah. I think, if it had just focused in a little bit more, but it just too much uh, too soon you know mm. it, it just ramped up too quickly but it's still really good yeah i'm gonna give it an 8.5 which i think is half a point less than the first issue which is to say still great uh and yeah maybe the pacing could have maybe not ramped up as quickly but i mean there's a minor it's, it's, quibble it's tough because i actually like everything that happens it's just it's it is overwhelming in comparison to the first issue yeah uh, so that is uh, Plunge Issue 2, which takes us on to The Lolo Woods, Issue 4, Second Hill House book this week. Uh, Carmen Maria Mikado writing with Danny Strips on the art. And, uh, you know, Elle, uh, you know, and Octavia come back together. And we kind of get like a little bit, because we obviously we've been speculating heavily about how if one gets hurt, mm-hmm. the other one gets hurt. If one has sex, the other one feels horny, <laughs> like so mm-hmm. on and so on. Uh, and we kind of can get them conf- how they like found that out how you know, one of them got this this cut yeah. in their leg and how the other one got the same thing uh but 
ultimately, we have this uh, big thing where the skinned people, more than one now, uh, come and attack the house. An army. Yeah. But then... Led by the, the, the deer woman. Was it led yep. by or was the deer woman like attacking them? I wasn't... No, it looked it looked to me like she was leading them. Okay, okay. Um, so, but but who who knows at this point? Um, you know what? I'm uh, looking at it again, and maybe Pete's onto something. Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought she was kind of not necessarily defending the people, but just sort of like being the balance and stopping them was what I was getting from it. But no, they might be onto something. That's that's, that's, oh, what, yeah. that's just what I thought I when I looked at it. The subtitle on this one is uh, "What the hell's going on." Like, um, <laughs> that's that's been a uh, true for this book since like yeah. probably the end of the first issue yeah yeah because yeah now i'm looking at this again just to sort of back up my point here yeah you're right uh like yeah. you know they they the, the skinless people come down first they hear something from the woods they look kind of worried that it's coming towards them and then it swipes at them yeah, uh, you're right you're right it's so it's almost as if, as if it's protecting them because it, but then it also attacks the dad right? uh, that's, uh, that's how i read that um I think it's inc- inconclusive what, what actually attacks the dad. Okay. I mean... I agree, because we see the, the deer thing in the background while he's lighting up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're, they're telling him to, you know, get inside, essentially. And then they go down, and everything's gone. Alternatively, I could, I could also read this as, okay, it did, like, swipe at him, but it wasn't, like, an intentional thing. Like, you know, he, it right. was swiping Maybe. at various things, and he was just kind of caught in the crossfire. Yeah. Um... But no, yeah. So, so this it gets in on the relationship a lot. I like because they talk about how in this town weird stuffs always happened, and they've just kind of accepted it, right? We always kind of knew that. But when they when she shows up to Elle's house and they talk about you know the dad built a model of heaven, um, the, the 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 ski resort, and how kind of everyone's worked there, and that people used to hook up in the utility closet. And whatnot. Very notable. Well, had, I thought that was they, they made a point of telling us that building's not there anymore. Which no feels like it's inconsequential, but because it was pointed out, I'm like, there's got to be something to it. Yeah, what's right. there now? Yeah, what's replaced what's it? What's there now? And that the the weird stuff in the town just always been there. And then we get that even more when they they rush the dad to the witch that we met in the last issue. Well, the dad right? doesn't go to the witch. No, dad goes to the hospital. The, the, the dad, the, dad the goes hospital. to the hospital. Yeah. They rush to the witch because the mom's like, "L, you know, just tell them she, she owes so, her a favor. She owes yeah, her a favor." Yeah, and you're yeah. Like, what? The witch, the witch owes L's mom a favor. So the witch, who again looks like a young kid but isn't, as we right. learned last right. issue, uh, does something, uh, presumably some sort of spell, some sort of incantation, whatever it is. Uh, and they actually see they see her the, the, her dad in like it's like in the sink, in the sink. just the yeah. water, uh-huh. uh, a, little, a little bit of scrying. Yeah, and it's just like, hey, look, he's fine. I have uh, I fulfilled my end of our, of our agreement, and it's done. Uh, and she hugs her and thanks her and, and all the rest of it. Um, but, yeah, so... And then we get a tease of going into the backstory, because she starts talking about how, you know, I, I, I used to be like an actual, just a, you know, mm. a little girl, a normal girl. I lived here with, with my mother right. before the fires. Uh, yeah, which... Yeah, like, well, I was wondering if that also meant before weird stuff started happening. Like, is this, I think it does. Yeah, does yeah. this predate and, all of it? Yeah. And it almost makes me wonder if this place really is cursed, right? Like, yeah. whatever well, it, happened 
led to her causing this curse. Yeah, because it, it ends with her saying that this this mysterious figure walked into town who had a sort of smile and it was the, it was the foreman. Who yeah, was that mystery, you know, he was a worker there. Yeah, but mysterious in the sense that he was kind of inviting to her and said, "Would you like to see something beautiful?" And he led her up the mountain, which uh, that part's creepy. <laughs> it is, especially as I'm assuming that at this point she, uh, at this point, I'm assuming that after whatever happens here, she kind of stopped aging physically. Yeah, yeah. So, she, that, so this is how she looked that day. So she was a real kid. Like she was a real kid when this happened. So it just ends with that weird kind of like creepy, you know, grooming yeah, and, moment. Yeah, and her swirling the tea leaves, and you know, and kind of seeing yeah. the patterns that it makes i mean uh, I, I, I say grooming more, more just straight up kidnapping but like yeah yeah so uh yeah the interesting stuff uh that we're building to here again this is another one that i think will read really interestingly when it's all together and you can just fly through it as like a one big rush but there's been a lot to digest with this book it's been giving us so many ideas each issue yeah mm-hmm. this is another one i think i'll make a great movie um mm. like get, give it to someone who's okay embracing the really weird and just Wait. just go for it, and and also the 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 forget potion, right? Yes, which is not used yet. Is it's not used yet, but it was definitely meant for for L, and that it's almost like like V's gonna sacrifice herself, her sanity for her friend. Like there was a lot of that going on about like, you know, L doesn't know how smart she actually is because you, you know, she puts on on music and puts on her feather boa. And her brain just works. And if she could do that during tests, you mm. know, it's almost like she's self-sabotaging, right? There's like, a bit at the start as well that they're saying, you know, because they're linked, they know they can never actually be that far apart from each other. Right. Yeah, she still wants to go off to college. Right. And that's why it's almost like she worries. Like, and that's what makes me what the forget's about is like, is she going to forget about V? Forget about like, that, that bond, yeah. Right. Mm. You know, so if she doesn't know about it, you know, um, but yeah, there's definitely some, like, with with the witch here, the town hasn't always been weird. Something happened after that point, and the fires and just everything else. Yeah, I mean, we're thinking this guy who took her up the mountain, is he just straight up Satan? Or is he, you know, just a demon? Or is he whatever? Something, you know? You know? Possibilities. I, honestly, my, my inclination is he is a regular dude who is being very rapey with a young girl and taking right. her up the mountain mm-hmm. and i think she fights back and maybe maybe this maybe the dear spirit woman is there and you know and, and we said it kind of felt oh, for you, you it, if it was protective maybe that started it and help in helping her fight back started the fire and it's led to you know it's been a chain right. of events since well it's almost like a perversion of nature right and that you know we we talked early on about how all the women go through that you know they, they lose time and whatnot and it's almost like a loss of innocence and that's almost what's going on here right she went up to that mountain and she would never be the same again yeah. you know it locked her into that and whether he is actually satan or a demon or whatever to the witch he you know whatever he did almost led to the the times afterwards yeah so, i mean if he has a real person it's just that whatever happens so awfully created a curse i mean that's kind of a normal trope like even the grudge was that it was like something so bad I, happened in that house that it created this curse and i but yeah i kind of want there to be a cult behind this because <laughs> i like that type of stuff right like you know like some and that's what the the flayed people are is they were members of this cult and and that's you know nature fighting back or whatever i could be completely off and that's not at all what, what what's going on here but that's what i want 
So I'm intrigued yeah. either way. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, we'll see. We've got two issues left. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see how it shapes up. Uh, Matt, what are you giving this issue? Um, I'm going to give this a, an eight. I mean, uh, besides the kind of confusing art at times, it, it's still real solid in the storytelling. Connor? Yeah, eight for me as well. Yeah, I'll give it any. I think, you know, I feel like almost every issue, there's a point maybe in the first, like, third of it where I'm like, I don't know if I, I like this as much as, as, as I as I did. And then by the time I get to the end of the issue, I'm like, no, 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 like, it gave me... Mm-hmm. Hold on now. Yeah. I feel like I do that every single issue, but now I'll give it the eight as well, yeah. so... Uh, that is the little woods. Uh, that'll take is on. Well, that was the last new book of the week, but we've got uh, Connor's in a, one of his Patreon books every month on patreon.com slash TV where you can go support us if you want. Uh, one of the higher tiers is to make me or Connor read a book, and he's been made to read Undiscovered Country Issue 5. So he's going to talk about that. Uh, obviously, it's got Snyder and Charles Soule uh, writing. Yeah, and Seppi Cameron Colley on art. There you go. As has been through the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, this issue we focus. Uh, you know, we do every issue's had someone for the flashbacks, and it's kind of focused on them. Uh, this time, it's the the soldier who's separate from the rest of the group. So this actually really differs the format of the flashbacks a little bit. In that, there's only one actual flashback. I think to before the war, uh, before they went into America, um, and the rest of it is he is um, on a cl- he is climbing the wall because you know uh, Destiny Man has has all these people climbing the wall trying to find the keyhole. Um, and that's they're, they're like tied on these ropes, and they've got like a like muzzle masks on to stop them, you know, doing anything. And he, so he's climbing up, and and you know, there's a woman being really cryptic, going, "Hey, you know, there's a, you know, if if you uh, if you keep talking and don't do what they if if you stop, um, they'll stars and stripe you." Um, which is, she she's like, she, it's like it's like it's making no sense. She's like, "You know, we're collared to the stars, and if if you know, they'll drop their shit and make a stardust again." And it's like, what? What the hell's going on? And and after a while, he's just like, nah, screw this. I'm I'm getting up there. I'm I'm climbing to the top. So he kind of unshackles himself, rips off the mask, and uh, climbs up. And he gets to the top, and uh, you see, it is these giant mutated starfish that they're tied onto, and that's what they were talking about. And it's uh, it it is a sight to behold. Um, it it really is something, uh, but he you know he's at the top and he he's uh, going to come into play presumably uh, with the, the next bit when the the rest of the gang's escaping because they've got to pick everyone up. Uh, I'll get to that. I'll just quickly do his flashbacks. Um, I tell you, there was a couple others, um, but they they're a lot smaller. Uh, basically, he was like a an army vet. He was like a, a general, and you know he was being celebrated in this parade. And then you see. And, you know, at, at the end of it, the, the, his career, you know, he's basically just this washed up homeless man when they come and recruit him. Like, you know, you know, they, you know, he's literally on the floor, beard all big draggled, you know, everything. And, you know, they come up to him and say, hey, you know, we got one last mission for you, you know, on your feet. Um, but that's it for that. Uh, the rest of the group, uh, not a lot. It's mo- mainly uh, the, the, the brother and sister Graves, Greaves, I want to say. And, um, you know, they're, they're in the car, and she basically is like, no, I'm not going along with this shit. You know, you betrayed us all, and I, I can't understand why. And, you know, he he, talk, he talks about how when he came into America before, Destiny Man kid, uh, captured him, but um, let him talk to, to their dad, and, you know, he was alive, he's seen him. And, you know, he's like, you know, we're gonna, this, is, this is just how it has to be. Um, but she takes the, the key, you know, the, the golden railway spike, 
and she uh, she gets picked up by uh, by Sam Sam Elgin in this big flying contraption, as is how I will call it. And he's like, right, right, I'll take you to it, you know, to the keyhole, and and they go there, and and she's she's like, well, this isn't part of the wall. And he's like, no, he, you know, Destiny Man's got that wrong. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be part of the wall. It just has to be somewhere inside the zone. Um, I can open it now, but we can't go through without everyone. You know, just you isn't enough. I need all of you here. Um, so we're going to go pick the rest of them up. So, that, you know, they're off to get them picked up. But they open it and a train comes crashing through. Um, so they're, they're going on a train to the next zone. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. But again, more teases of Sam kind of being a bit weird because he's, he's like, know, oh, you know, the, the prophecy was right. And, you know, the, the, again, the prophecy is that you know, we're getting that, OK, all of these people, the whole group needs to be there. And it's these specific people. That's why he was requesting them. And, you know, he mentions uh, her parents, you know, the last time he saw them. And she goes, so you are Sam Elgin? And he goes, we all are. And uh, that was really interesting because he's, he's so hard to get a read on because at times he's this maniacal figure just kind of going off on one and other times he seems like no he is exactly the person that should be following he's he's in the right here and uh, it's, it's very uh very conflicting um but destiny man's chasing after them there's a great uh scene of him suiting up essentially he changes his antlers because he's had these glowing blue uh stag antlers in his head um for the, for the mm. whole time and he basically goes into his war room it's like you know, all these guns and stuff on the walls at the far end there's another wall with just different sets of horns on that he can switch in and out. So he, uh, he pulls out the, the ones that he's got, and um, and when he puts in the new ones, they're, they're basically just spikes on the end. So you know when he sticks them in, blood spurts out, but he picks up these glowing red like ram horns. So they're all like yeah, you know, the the curled ram ones. So you know for battle, and then he's riding off on his mutated animals to to go and meet them, um, or to you know, chase them and then get the get through the through the door like he wants. Uh, so should be a pretty big showdown coming up. Um, I'm hoping for a, a few extra little reveals on maybe a tease on what Aurora is and just something to really tie it together to finish off this arc. Uh, but it's been really solid. Um, it might be my least favorite issue so far in the sense mm -hmm. that this definitely feels like, okay, we're just kind of building up to the, the, the end now. It feels like there's something big about to happen. Uh, and I, I felt that in the issue that uh, we were just kind of, oh, we're getting there, we're getting there. But it's um, it's definitely not bad. Uh, I still like pretty much everything that happens. Um, it's a solid okay. seven. Yeah, I'll mute myself before I say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seven. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Nice. Uh, so there you go, that's the last pick of the week. Uh, it'll take us out of the part of the show where we pick our favourites. We do our favourite panel slash moment, favourite cover, favourite mm -hmm. art, top five books. Uh, do it every single week. So starting off with panel slash moment, Matt, what have you got? Uh, there's a lot this week. Um, as much as I want to pick something from Plunge, I, I have the feeling that I could do everything. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go with the KO kick on, on Jason from <laughs> Shiva. Such a good moment. Yeah. Yeah, that that hard to argue, I suppose. Uh I there's a lot of stuff in, in Deceased. I mean, part of me really wants to go with the, the pet and cheetah. That that moment good. is so sweet. Um I also I love the boat on fire and plunge for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh dig that a lot. Uh Batman and Deathstroke falling through the sky, another great moment um from that stuff. Uh, Wonder Woman ripping off the Eradicator's head. So it's nice that they'll spread out through it several books as well. Man, 
Wonder Woman is ripping heads all week. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, though, I'm going to pick Cheetah. I'm going to go with the, the stroke in Cheetah's head. Mm-hmm. I have to pick that one. Carter, what you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the very first panel of Jimmy Olsen talking about late-stage capitalism because that, that just uh, that got me good. It was, a, it was a great That's start pretty, for that. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Shout out, Carp fans. Uh, so, best uh, best cover next. Uh, I'll, I'll jump in here first because I was looking as Carter was rambling on uh, about his Patreon book. Uh, rambling on? That was very concise, I'll have you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, there's actually two Matina covers this week, which is unfair to everyone else. It was two Matina possibles. Uh because they did the Penguin one for Batman and then the Cheetah one for uh, Deceased Unkillables. Uh, I also really like both covers to plunge, especially the variant, which is the the, the zombie with the axe like through the porthole. Mm-hmm. It's just a really... It's the, not, uh, the Gary Frank one. Yeah. It's like, obviously, they aren't solid, but it's more just even the, the idea of the cover that I really like of that one. It's just really simple and, like... A good, it's a good movie poster, it, right? Yeah, it would be yeah. like a good teaser. Yeah. It would say plunge on the top. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I think I'll I'll go. I mean, I hate to always just pick Matina whenever Matina's an option, but that Cheetah yeah. cover for uh, Unkillables is absolutely wonderful. So uh, I'll go with that. Cheetah Cheetah's mm-hmm. on on a roll for me this week, apparently, because that's two Cheetah related yeah. things. Uh, Carter, what you got? It says a lot that Matina isn't even in my top three covers. Yeah, yeah. I my my top three, you know, the ones that I'm looking at that I don't think Pete mentioned any of them is the Aquaman variant. Mm-hmm. The Justice League variant and the uh, the the Lolo Woods variant. Yeah, I, all I, of those are fantastic. I looked at the Justice League one. Um, it's good, but it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Same with the Aquaman one. Actually, I think Aquaman's uh, head is a bit... I don't know. There's something just a little bit off about it. I'm looking at it like I've got it blown up big here as well, thinking maybe, maybe I'm just looking at it too small because that's definitely happened in the past and i'm not seeing something wrong with it i don't know something about the aquaman one like i, I like overall what it's going for but there's something just a little think, bit off do you think you're getting a little uncanny valley with it maybe it may be it may be uncanny valley maybe it may be that thing where it's like because obviously this is one of these like highly sort of stylized ones that's uh, it's kind of like art germ meets matina right it's kind of like in the middle of that somewhere um yeah but there's something just off about the face that I don't like. Mm. I can't even tell you what it is. Yeah, it may just be on Carry Valley. Uh, yeah. But what's your pick? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the Hill House. Uh, not Hill, yeah, yeah, the, the Lolo Woods. I second guess myself because I read Hill House on the cover and I went, yeah, yeah. it's still... Two, <laughs> two people and not one person has even mentioned one of the, like, the eight Robin covers. Uh, Matt, what, what are you thinking? And, well, we're, I'm not going to. I was looking at them and they're okay, but none of them. Mm-hmm. Um... I guess I'll go with the Gary Frank one since Connor took the, my vision, Lola Woods, and I want to, you know, variety. So, for the record, so yeah, if I'm punch. picking, if I'm picking my favorite Robin cover, it would definitely be the Carrie Andrews one, which is Robin with Batman and Batgirl. Uh, I'd have to look at some of them because I didn't really. I like the Nguyen one. one. Of them stood out. Um, but the the main cover, I think it's the 2000s, where it's got all of them. Mm-hmm. Who is that? I don't know who that is. Let me see. Oh, uh, that's the 2010s. That's the, the Asmund Pucci one. Yeah, that's... Mm. Yeah, I like that one out of all of, all of those. Yeah. I like the Carrie Andrews one, but I wouldn't put it above the one or two that I mentioned that I was considering to pick, but uh, worth mentioning all the same. Uh, so, best art of the week, Connor. Oh, um... Shit. 
Caught me off guard. Uh, I might give it to Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh-huh. with I'm gonna go with plunge. I think uh, I mean I just the, the uh, shadows, the use of lighting and the colors. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, what are you picking? Plunge, easy. Yeah, double plunge, cool. All right, Matt, top five books. Uh, number one's plunge. Number two, I gotta pull these up now. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember. Um, number two is Jimmy Olsen. Number three is Unkillables. Four is Aquaman, and five is Lola Woods. Connor. Uh, number one's Unkillables and two is Jimmy Olsen. Three is Lolo Woods. Four is Plunge. And five is Batman. Uh, my number one is Unkillables. Number two is Plunge. Number three It's a little bit tougher here. Uh, number three is I'm going to say I want to say Aquaman. Number four, Batman. Number five, Lola Woods. You know what was really weird about this week? Mm-hmm. We all read all the books. Mm-hmm. I read Jimmy Olsen. Like Jimmy Olsen. Oh no, you didn't. Oh, I forgot about that. Damn it. It's going to say well, like, so many books, and, and we all read them, and I'm like, uh, uh, Pete just ruined it. <laughs> well, I didn't ruin it now. I ruined it long. I ruined it like well, issue yeah, two no, of Jimmy I, Olsen. I, I forgot that you're terrible and not reading the best books. I oh. never forget that he's terrible. Oh, uh, shut up, the pair of you. I occasionally give him the benefit of the doubt, and then he does this. You, uh, yeah, pair of tits, the both of you, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, they usually come in pairs, Pete. That's 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 true. That's true. Uh, usually, because you know, sometimes, you know. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Matt's the left tit, Connor's the right tit. <laughs> I don't know if that's a better thing or not. I don't know which one I'd rather be. That's fine. I don't know. Which one's usually slightly bigger? Is it always the same one? No. Not. Humans are all different, Pete. Yeah. Like this. Uh, it's not, you know. <laughs> the right one is always bigger on every woman. <laughs> well, I mean, most guys have the same bald, slightly lower. Right, I'm getting into this. Uh, I played the fifth. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to say what it is out loud, just in case I'm wrong, and I'm, I'm announcing which one of mine is is lower than the other one. But I, I have never heard of this that that it's the same for everyone. No. Okay, fine. Maybe that's maybe I'm just making this up in my head. But I I thought it was always the same. But maybe it is a thing. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've never thought of googling that. I I'm not going to. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> somehow you have this information but <laughs> my wife's going to find the search history later wait what were you searching which boob is always bigger yeah that's what, that's what incognito mode's for there you go all right coming up uh next week the com- releasing from dc comics next week we have action comics 1021 we have amethyst issue two did anyone read amethyst issue one i can't remember I did. No, I didn't. It was the week Matt was away. All right, Connor. Yeah, Connor read it. Do you read Nisha too? Uh, depends how busy I am next week because I am in work on Saturday. As, okay. uh, well, as of right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that could change. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got Basketful of Heads issue six, which is not the final issue. It's a seven issue book. Uh, that one. The rest were all six, but that that one's seven issues. Uh, Batgirl forty five. Bat. Well, that's our second print. Don't worry. Uh, Batman Beyond forty two. 
We have Batman Curse of the White Knight issue 8, Batman Superman issue 8, we have Detective Comics 1021, we have, there's a lot of things we don't talk about, uh, Far Sector issue 5, there's a lot of trades and stuff there that were just, that was getting in my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Flash 752, we have, uh, if you care about John Constantine Hellblazer issue 5, it's, that's something that's out, yeah, I suppose. Justice League Dark 21. Justice League Dark 21, we got uh, Legion of Superheroes issue 5, Red Hood Outlaw 44, Connor's favourite book, uh, Suicide Squad number 4, more Tom Taylor next week, oh, it's, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm I finally starting to understand what that hashtag bless thing's all about, I'm starting to feel it, I'm starting to feel it in my, my, my veins. This guy. <laughs> uh, Supergirl 40's out. Uh, and then we have Wonder Woman 754. We're not back on Wonder Woman yet, but we will be in the summer because uh, yeah. Tamaki's not yeah. coming on board. And she's also doing assuming, a... Go assuming books yeah, keep coming out. But uh, yeah. Willow, uh, she, she's doing a Willow miniseries as well, Tamaki, which uh, was news this week, which is cool. Yeah. Yep. Busy busy week next week, actually, though. It, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. A lot of books. So, a lot of books. And I just... Checking while Connor's reading, my shop is going to be doing deliveries. Oh, cool. So, Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that for right now. Yes, hallelujah. Yeah, I mean, and if anyone wants to help out any shops, go check out any of the the signal boosted threads and yeah. mail order something. Even if you don't really need anything, if you, if you can, obviously, if you you know, just pick a shop and and buy something to to help them out. Yeah, and if yeah. you want to help us in this time of crisis, you can of course go to patreoncom slash TV. Uh, you can support us for as little as one dollar per month, and for that one dollar, you get some bonus episodes of some of our movie podcasts. But at the five dollar tier, which is maybe more relevant for the comics fans, you get comics from the multiverse and previously in the multiverse a day early, uh, as well as occasionally you get a chance to vote on maybe new slots on the previously show as well. Uh, worth mentioning, uh, this is a big. Deal. I should have mentioned this earlier as well. But next week is episode two hundred. Uh, so well, we don't have obviously a lot of extra time next week because there's a lot of books. Uh, there shouldn't be any news, and we're hoping to do at least a few questions uh related mm-hmm. to uh you know ha- having our 200th episode so uh, feel free to uh, send them in mftvquestions at gmail.com uh, i'll also ask on twitter as well so people can respond on the twitter thread if they've got shorter questions uh but you know uh we'll, we'll do that for next week uh but yeah for patreon uh you can go check out all the stuff there uh we did say at the end of this week's previous on the multiverse uh, asking for people's opinions about what to do uh giving you know what kind of elsewhere show we should have or should we just do previously more often or whatever so if you do enjoy that show and want to cast your opinion on that feel free to tweet us about that as well uh, i'll also take this time to thank our patron producers always worth doing so thank you to david shaw alison m Fordy, cindy palacios tyler hess and talking superman uh, for being producers for the month of march um that means they're all patron uh, patrons at the 20 dollars and above tiers so but of course you'd have to do that you can be one dollar tier five dollar tier all of it helps all of it's worthwhile as is of course going to apple Podcasts and giving us a five star rating give us a little review more people will find us that way uh, of course like and subscribe and comment on youtube ding the bell all these things they all help uh in this time of actual real world crisis uh which is a uh, crisis prime is that what you should call this yeah yeah, but but we're as comic readers, we're used to dealing with crises. Yes. So, <laughs> I would like I would if if it's possible, whoever's messing with hyper time, can we just readjust, please? I, all I really want is a really good spin-off coming after. Huh? Yeah, like once once we get through it, let's just spin off into into some into just a whole new society. Just you know, well, let's do something new after. Know. So we're the hey, best part of any hey, crisis. If we're lucky, yeah. uh, continuity will be rewritten and like 
I don't know, maybe some governments I that are in charge it. may completely have changed. And like, yeah. oh, all of a sudden... I've... It's not him anymore. I, I, hey. <laughs> I have some I have some DDO edits I would love to make to make people disappear. And then we just don't talk about them anymore. <laughs> like uh, I have a list. Oh dear. So uh, you know. So yeah. Yeah, world's in a weird place. Hopefully I'll just continue to do this show. Um, regardless of what happens, it will help keep your mind off of things, as with same with previously yeah. and anything else we do. Um, I, I was joking actually earlier this week that, but when it comes to like the movie shows and the TV reviews, is that because production stopped and everything, obviously right now it's fine, but in like four or five months we could get to a point where there's no TV shows anymore because everything that had been finished is is it been out Pete, by that point? Then, then you got to start covering reality TV. <laughs> you know, for, for, okay, Ask- first first of all, that also has has mostly ceased. Uh, oh, did you see Pete, about you the, uh, the German Blind Big Brother Love. where they didn't tell them about it until like three days ago? Like the reveal to these housemates. I think I saw what's going on in the world. I saw the headline. I didn't actually bother like reading it. Wasn't that a movie where the zombie apocalypse happens and they don't tell the Big Brother house? Oh yeah, that was like a mini series on uh, UK TV. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, uh, no, uh, my wife binged Love Is Blind. Um, on Netflix, so uh, that, that's always an option for you guys. Um, uh, what else they got? Maybe, maybe it'll break Pete's spirit enough that he'll finally review some anime. Uh, that's not <laughs> happening. No, uh, there's always there's always old TV shows. There's always old TV shows. There's always more consistent other movie reviews for me and Connor. There's options to do. Content's going yeah. nowhere uh, unless Connor dies, in which case. Uh, <laughs> Outside though, you guys don't know. I dare you. I, I don't know that's true at all. For a start, I'm not ginger. That's at least one less health condition. Yeah, but you're, you're I, older than me. Everyone knows older people not risk. With slight chest pain, and I was worried. Um, turns out it was just indigestion from the Chinese I had last night. <laughs> well, uh, that's so the problem that's right now. Every time I cough now, yeah. that's it. That's it started. Yeah, I, I coughed once this morning, and I was like, wait, is, is this it? Is, is it? And I'm like, like, wrong alert. like is it, there going to be another it, one? And since I got back from Disneyland, I've been having a real chesty cough because I, I caught a sinus thing, and it's just been constantly draining. And yeah, so as long as I keep hacking stuff up, I, I think I'm in the clear. But yeah, that, that indigestion <laughs> that causing, yeah, that that right across here. I don't know. I I, I oh, read man. I, I read uh, not all of it, but I read a little bit of an article this week that someone sent to me of a 34 year old who just died, yeah. and I was and it was someone who just went to Disney World. I'm like, oh my, what? stop yeah. this and that that headline was very dodgy to begin with because not only was he at disney world as, as this was occurring then he was on planes and then he went home mm-hmm. like uh, with how this thing's going it could have literally from anywhere granted while disney world's policy was not the best while this was going on he mm-hmm. also had underlying health issues like it wasn't like he was perfectly healthy yeah. um, so still um, that said I read an article, which is a hypochondriac I should not do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, a, of a healthy 31-year-old nurse coming down with this, and it was horrifying. So well, I'm not oh, doing yeah, that again. Um, like, the official word from who is that, sure, young people are you know, going to mm-hmm. take it better on the whole, but th- there, will be, there are and will be more cases of young, healthy yeah. people who get completely knocked down and wrecked by this. Just... There will be in the minority of young people, but it will happen to some of them. Yeah, I think the key point is here, if you think it's not a big problem because you're young, 
that right. you spreading things around might lead to someone who will be a problem for because you're right. being selfish is, and not taking precautions. So, right, everyone. And, and here's the thing, and and it seems like I'm being selfish for saying this, but if I'm missing out on hockey and the movies and the gym, all my hobbies, <laughs> and I'm going along just fine. All right, you can sit at home for a couple days. Yeah, you, you don't, don't have to go out. That's like, a great spring break. Uh, <laughs> right, a, a friend of ours, a mutual friend. Um, had to cancel his wedding that's been in, in plans for, for two years because because that's what's going on. So if he's moving on and watching King of the Hill and Simpsons on Hulu and trying to make the best of it, y'all can sit at home, go out for groceries. If you want to go out and keep distance from people at the park, cool. But just try to stay at home, wash your hands, keep hygiene. Like, come on. Do, do what the superheroes would do, right? Be selfless. Yes, be so. Just make sure you yeah, visit your comic shop too, but in a very right. sensible way. But again, mine's making deliveries. Just see see what you can do. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff going. Oh wait, so stay at home, order takeout, not go to the gym. How is this changing my life? Like I've seen a lot of those types uh, of, of statements coming out. So it's, uh, it's, it affected yeah. me uh, with the pubs because I I tended to go to the pub a fair amount. Um, of course, yeah. of course you do. You have a you have a drinking problem. That is not having a drinking problem. Going to the pub for a nice meal and having a drink while you're there is not a problem. It yeah. is a lifestyle choice. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that lifestyle mm. is, is detrimental. Yes. So, you know. Sorry, how, how, how many times do you go to Taco Bell a week, Matt? Uh, I have not been in two weeks, thank you. And as long as they stay open, I will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Usually there's a lot more than that. Yes, there is. I've Because of what's going on, I'm limiting myself to eating out once once a week maybe twice on the weekends so i have to pick my spots now so i got chinese last night which i haven't had in forever and i think that's why it gave me such bad indigestion Wait, hold on a second hold on a second, hold on a second. Uh, you said once a week or twice in the weekends uh, i don't i don't follow the sentence hold on if it's once per week that's once right no, but if once a week but it may maybe some weeks at, on if, the weekend he'll order a second yeah. Okay, because yeah, what that sounded like to me was that yeah. Monday to Friday I'll do it once and then I'll maybe get two at the weekend. No, That's it, what it sounded like to no, me. No, no, no. <laughs> but like, like tonight, Ashley's like, well, do you want to cook? Do you want? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, well, maybe we'll get burgers. We haven't had burgers in a minute. I'm like, all right, there's there's places we can call ahead to and get a takeout. So, you know, maybe. But A, trying to watch money just to be safe. You know, eat now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be so pricey. much richer at the end of this because, yeah, like, you know, probably three times a week maybe i'd go and eat out uh, like you know get a yeah. full, full meal at the pub you know a couple of drinks well you know for, for two yeah of I, i'm usually i'll probably actually save money during this because there's just certain things i can't do now yeah right. exactly yeah. so it's like yeah that, that would be like okay okay 30 quid a couple of times you know two three times a week mm-hmm. all of a sudden i just physically cannot do the, the pub is shut like yeah i guess i'll keep the money <laughs> yeah. yeah so you know but, but try to make the yeah, try to make the best of it. Watch stuff. I'm getting caught up on Saul. Getting caught up on comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've been watching Avatar: The Last Airbender, and it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And why did no one make me watch this? Before? Actually, because I again I assumed you'd already seen it because you're you. So yeah, yeah. Well, why would I actually see that? I don't care. Well, no, not you. I just mean in general. Like I said to to Matt, like I said, it, it kind of came out at a time where I was at that age where I'm too old for cartoons. That's that's kid shit. And but not to the point yet where I'm like. Okay, cares? I'll watch what I want. Yeah, I uh, well, just one thing to promote actually is that next week uh, after the day after we record our comics podcast, 
Uh, we're recording our top 10 movies of 2019, finally. Uh, we're getting to that, so and that'll be the three of us doing that. So uh, if you like us talking about movies, if you occasionally hear that, uh, you can get that on the YouTube probably sometime early to mid the following week. Uh, or on the audio feed, you can get that on the 121 and Flux audio feed. So uh, if you're interested in hearing us, I'll promote it again next week, but uh, worth mentioning. Uh, so... Yeah, yeah, lots of going on, lots going on, but we're not going anywhere. Melifuzz TV will continue to pump out the content. Uh, hell, even if I get sick, I'll do something. I'll uh, do, I'll do quarantine sick live streams or something. I don't know. <laughs> Good thing this is not the He says this. He says this, and he's so knocked off his feet he can't get out of bed. <laughs> I can stream from bed. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just, just just lie like a zombie like hey everyone hey i may get a lot of petty tips if i'm lying there looking half dead there's, there's, there's potential all right lots of potential uh but anyway that is us that's episode 199 so do of course join us next week for episode 200 send in some questions uh it's particularly ones about the show or about us or about you know getting to 200 i think are probably more particularly relevant um don't send in who would you put on your justice league team because we've, we've answered that like maybe five times at this point. Uh, so, but thank you very much for joining us. Uh, see you next week for episode 200. Keep reading DC Comics. And yeah, always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.